Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Oh, look who's got a birthday today. It's Saturday. It's March 11th, 2023. This is Grapsity. I'm Will Washington. He's Phil Lindsay. But the birthday boy, Media yeah. Man, is here. I am here. Thanks for the little overlay. That's dope. I wish I had a little championship belt like the other wrestlers and shit. Have, but no, I'll take this. It's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Birthday. It's just regular shit when you're 30 plus. Honestly, I don't know. What you want from me? We out here. It's Grapsity. It's Saturday morning. There's a lot of wrestling to talk about. My homie fucking got the brass ring and shoved it down fucking Wardlow's throat. The new TNT champion. Powerhouse Hobbs. This is the Powerhouse Hobbs. This is my birthday today. Yes. Shout out to me. But this is the Powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> tribute episode because y'all motherfuckers, thought, y'all thought this was a game. I knew for a long time. I had a conversation with Powerhouse Hobbs, <laughs> and he said to me, this is months and months and months ago when Wardlow first won the TNT championship. I'm going to beat Wardlow for the TNT championship in the Bay Area, adjacent Sacramento, whatever, whatever. But I'm going to beat him for that TNT championship in the Bay Area, and he fucking did it. And if you want to come in with a little ending QT Marshall, shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> nah, man. I, I seen what kind of energy he was on when he walked in that scrum with the Thames on. You like, know what nah, time bro. it was, Phil. We saw it with our eyes. As soon as he bust <laughs> that door down, we were like, oh, shit, it's late in here. It's great. All right. Sorry, guys. I am not feeling that great. Uh, 
I woke up a few days ago not feeling that great. So you gotta put up with my coughing and, and groggy voice. It's cause we are just around a bunch of people out bowling and putting our hands in holes and I, shit. I, 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 I know, a, right? I, I am a little bit warm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A little bit warm. Oh, look oh at my this guy. God. Oh, oh, it's so hot in here. Oh my god. I oh. love this energy today. This is it, great. Oh, this is, is great. Thank you. It, it is Thank a little you. warm. Thank you. What a beautiful introduction. How you feel about that, Will Washington? I'm more mad that they lost to the Spurs than the Bulls. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? I, like the Bulls, like the Bulls have something to fight for, right? Like they could still make it into mm-hmm. that play-in spot. There's something to gain here, They're but fighting. the Spurs have nothing to gain. As Ooh, a matter of fact, the Spurs need to lose to be, either. <laughs> the, but the Spurs need to be taking their season. How the hell do you lose to the Spurs? <laughs> nah, I just I seen that energy, man. I seen those loud, uh, those loud. Let's go Bulls chants at the end of that game. Now, Bulls fans was in the building, man. Bulls, Bulls fans, fans were outside, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, I noticed outside, it, man. Mm-hmm. I noticed it early in the game. So, like, as I'm watching and I start hearing, like, Bulls knocking down shots and hearing cheers, and I'm like, what is going on? Where are the Nuggets fans? <laughs> and then they do a pan across the crowd, and it's maybe, like, 30% red jerseys in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, where did all of these people come from? Mm-hmm. Them boys was outside. Pulled up. Come on, man. Pat. Patrick Williams was out there. Mm. Oh, come on, bro. I'm just they saying, pulled man. Up. They pulled, pulled up. up and uh, handed that handed that L to them boys, man. Go ahead and hold that. Two L's in a row and to teams they should have absolutely beaten. <sighs> Go ahead and uh, hold man. that. Go ahead and hold that, man. I don't know, man. I, I seen people talking crazy about a certain <laughs> take I made once I got in the Bay Area. Oh, y'all think Sacramento is better, huh? Yeah. Them dudes is eight, mm. eight and two in their last 10 games. Them boys They're number, they, aren't they solidly number two now? In them the, boys uh, are balling. And like, get them, get them for me, credit, it's, it's cool because it's California either way. Like, if the Cali team win, like, if the Lakers win, I'm winning. If the Bull of uh, the fucking Kings win, I'm winning. If the Warriors win, I'm really winning. Yeah, they knocked down the Grizzlies. They're officially <laughs> number two. The Kings are. Like, there's. Um, statistically, it's a fact. You know, I know even Lee Moriarty called out mm-hmm. Phil on, on uh, <laughs> in person, called him out on uh, Sacramento being the number one team in California. But like now, statistically, that's a fact. I mean, it was at the time too. That's why I said it. I don't know why y'all <laughs> acting like I'm hate this wild take. I'm like, nah, Sacramento balling. Okay. Yes, but you know what? Uh, let's talk because. Uh, I want to th- get to some super chats, get to some humper chats. YouTube.com slash super chat. There, super chats. Slash fightful is the way to send us your super chats. And then uh, humperchats.com is the way to send us a humper chat. We've got a whole lot of them, most of them uh, toward Mr. Righteous Reg. We got Anwar saying, Happy birthday, Media Man. How exhausting was the NBA MVP discourse this week for y'all? I don't care what nobody has to say. Joker is a beast. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of stat padding a, conversations, things it's, along it's those little, lines. It's a little nasty, man. I, I think some yeah. of the, the the attempts to make this about race are kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's the guy's balling out right balling now. Balling is he, balling. Yeah, he's balling out. His team has the best record in the league, even though they just took the sale to the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> give him his credit, man. Now, if you're balling with the best, legit, the best players in the world, and you're balling over them, you're the best. Like it's like stats, whatever, whatever. It's in the it's it's there, you know. Uh, Hala says, uh, happy birthday to the best boo machine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that clip is, is fantastic. We'll talk about that here in a yeah. little bit. Um, and let's see, we got another one. This one's a longer one. This one's from Kyle. 
Uh, it says, and I'm trying to get this all in here. All right, here we go. It says, sup, fellas. Just wanted to send some love after seeing y'all do your thing last week. From hearing Keith Lee say, I'm majestic as fuck, to <laughs> hearing y'all at the scrum, uh, to Reg booing MJF and Will being a super dad. It's dope to see. Much respect. Peace. Thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate the kind words. We got uh, other super chats in here. Um, let's see. We got busy this week one for the Graph City from, Boys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anurag says, looking at the layout of uh, Iron Man match, Brian gave MJF a lot like it was an MJF showcase match. Brian didn't even do a lot of his hard-hitting moves, which I think is a result of MJF being banged up before the match. Um, it's really fascinating to see that Brian didn't do yes chance for 18 months to put over MJF. Yeah. That's uh, a he, lot. I, I, I gotta admit, I, I got excited when he finally started to like egg on the yes chance, and I'm like, hey, that's great. Yeah. He hasn't done that, that forever. That crowd was that crowd was fire too, man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, honestly, the uh, it's a fascinating arena. Chase Center is <coughs> because uh, there's a lot about that arena I wasn't expecting. Like, it's a very state of the art building, yeah. but also because it's. It's in such a cramped downtown area. Like, mm. you know, most arenas you go to, like, there's there's a lot of land around them. Um, but this was just like... I hate going over there, honestly. <laughs> it, it looks... <laughs> it, like, seems like it's just another downtown building, but it's this mm-hmm. fucking full-ass arena. Right. Um, and th- honestly, you had to point it out to me as we were all dri- as we were driving, and I'm like, it says it's on the right. Where's the arena? And you're like, that's it right there. I'm like, that's not an arena. That looks like that looks like any other downtown building. Like yeah. I've been to the United Center. Like United Center, of course, has like you know big ass parking lot around it. Like it looks like an arena, right? Like mm-hmm. I I practically live at Ball Arena, uh, and like that place has literally an amusement park next to it. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, there's so much land and then here you will miss it if you're not really (laughs) looking for it like you would drive right past and be like where is it like no it's right there next to that other building you're like right (laughs) (laughs) but like so when you get inside you see how they structured it this way how they managed Mm -hmm. to get a an arena inside what looks like a small ass building because there's no way to get from section to section you have to go through these escalators and elevators and all this other shit like Mm -hmm. you know i had floor seats but I also have my media ticket, and so like to get between those sections, most of the time it, when I do that, I can usually just like, okay, let me just go down to the floor now. And they're like, yeah, no, actually, you have to go out this way. You got to go down these escalators, down this elevator, uh, go through this hallway, and then you'll find your way back into the arena to get to the floor. Mm-hmm. It, it was a disaster, uh, but uh, it's a great building, and honestly, there was great energy there, and. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I thought the crowd was was really good at that show. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the fans in the Bay. Hey, yeah. Uh, Deontay says, uh, "Good morning, Graps fam. Hope everyone is doing great today. Reg is my hero because boo, Max, you suck. <laughs> I feel really bad. I got Wendy's this morning. Sorry, Will. Hey, Wendy's. no, I was <laughs> I was the Wendy's guy. That's how I fell for that shit. If you haven't seen it, day after dynamite this week, Denise has been on one lately, still trying to get me." Um, not Denise putting you in a box. <laughs> Phil won me money on the Kings. Hey, the guy, man. <laughs> Shout out to Deontay, man. He he always yeah, pulls up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no. Honestly, I am a Wendy's guy. What we were talking about was how 
I we were talking about what our bottom of the barrel fast food is, and I'm curious, what do you guys view as the the bottom? Like the honestly, you own like if you were at if you went to an intersection mm-hmm. and they had everything, and I literally live by one of those intersections where there's a Burger King on one corner, McDonald's on the other, on the other there's Taco Bell and Wendy's in like the same parking lot, and you go to this other corner and there's an Arby's, like literally everything. There's Subway, everything exists there. Mm-hmm. If you were like the my bottom option for fast food what is it i don't know like long john silvers like who even, <laughs> are they still even are there still even long john silvers in the world yeah, yeah my long john silvers is connected to taco bell <laughs> so it's one of those things where like you're either gonna go to taco bell i mean you're going to taco bell slash long john silvers and uh it's like all right let me get a taco supreme and hush puppies i guess <laughs> That's, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Mine is definitely uh, Burger King. Like every time you I like, Burger King, I like, I'll be like, I'm gonna get some Burger King. I eat it. I'm like, this is disgusting. It's like, why are we eating this shit? This is terrible. Every single time, I'm like, let me try it again. I'm gonna get a Whopper, and I'm just like, this is the nastiest shit ever, ever ate. But that commercial though when they said there weren't any more Whoppers and the homie was like, go back there and get me a Whopper. That was a classic one. I love that. Oh, I'm so tired of that. The song though, the at BK, have it your way. I'm so tired of the shit. Oh my God, it is. The worst. Yeah, the worst. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Long John Silver. Long John's. Uh, Roll Martyr X says, hi gents. I'm really enjoying this new era of ROH. Trish and Billy killed it. Athena and Willow tore the house down and we get Eddie versus Claudio and Mark Briscoe and Samoa Joe on the horizon. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I've watched, I watched both. um, So I watched episode two a second Mm -hmm. time um, because I wanted to see Athena versus Willow Mm. uh, because as, as Phil likes to say, um i can tend to be a prisoner of the moment and so um i was like but damn that match was was fire let me watch it a second time and see how i feel about it and i came away from it the second time noticing things i didn't notice the first time and i'm like nah they killed it they absolutely killed that match if you get a chance watch willow nightingale versus uh versus athena extremely fire yeah best match of the week for me uh this week you know because last week brian and mjf went to war and a bunch of other shit but yeah that roh show is the second show is better than the first show i think um tony khan was talking in the scrum about how there's no restrictions for roh he doesn't have to worry about sponsor he doesn't have to worry about time he just goes and writes wrestling like he was in high school again and this show feels like it it's just wrestling to get to wrestling that's the whole thing every single thing on the show has a purpose when a match happens somebody's like and then i want to fight this guy and then that guy comes out and fights that guy and then they do a promo where somebody's like and we want to be the champions after this and then they do a match it's like everything has a purpose it's yeah. a great wrestling show honestly you guys have to see it if you haven't yeah i think the 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 debut of our has been successful man it's been mm-hmm. a great show so far uh, I think the best thing to come out of this week is Heel Blackpool Combat Club because Heel oh, Yuta yeah, yeah. is it, bro. Oh, that guy God. is is cooking mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, um, I, I another match. I don't know if I would say it's match of the week though. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Gresham versus Kushida, really good match. Just out of nowhere, back? great, great technical match. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting though. I I, I didn't get the, a chance to see it. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Um, like Thursdays are 
a very interesting wrestling day now because Impact and ROH are so vastly different. Yeah. And it's like you're getting two truly different <coughs> shows on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. um, they don't feel alike in any way, shape, or form where Impact feels very uh, character-driven, very, mm -hmm. uh, I won't even say storyline-driven as much as it really is about the characters on that show. Right. And then here comes Ring of Honor that's like, uh, this is a show that's really based in the spirit of competition. And uh, it's two different flavors, but it's almost like you think you're getting the same flavor because they're both kind of like small audience pro wrestling, like one right. shot in the studio, one shot in small buildings. But either way, um, you're getting just, you know, less than a thousand people at either show. Mm -hmm. And but for me, I think Ring of Honor has done a phenomenal job really letting letting people loose i think that you know for a lot of people who have wanted to see what athena's been made of and not just in AEW, but even going back as far as nxt i think people have wanted to see a little bit more for what she could offer especially in a main event role like that yeah. and i think this was the best opportunity she's ever had at making a case for herself and the fact that she did it with willow that way and and mm. willow really showing uh what she's made of there like i know yeah. a lot of the credit goes to athena because she won but willow really getting to showcase herself as a powerhouse in there against mm -hmm. and a powerhouse like up against a bully um yeah. they, it really felt like just a really hard-hitting match and i was really happy to see how that match ended yeah everything like when when i've been pitching willow 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 this performance is exactly what i was talking about i was like mm -hmm. if she when she does one of those people are going to be like wow like what there's not a better pure baby face like in the moment as willow is because people just genuinely want to get behind her and then you see her wrestle and on offense and defense like she's taking stuff uh, athena's destroying her at points but then she hits athena with that power bomb and dvd on the floor and you're just like oh my god <laughs> <This is crazy>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she is a, a legit powerhouse the two styles together two black women in the main event of the second relaunch of ROH is just like perfect. I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved it as well. Um, no, honestly, uh, black women had a great showcase on uh, mm -hmm. Ring of Honor this week because I think yeah. Trisha Dora also made oh, a new case for God. herself um, up against Billy Starks, who has awesome. been making a case for herself for a while. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that match was great too. Uh, I'm loving that the show really doesn't... Uh, I mean, unless you're like, uh, what? what is... Serpentico going by a Ring of Honor now. Ben Day. That is the wildest name. <laughs> when I saw funny. Eddie Kingston versus Ben Dejo, yeah. I'm like, no fucking way. Uh, but uh, either way. Yeah. Like, other than that. <laughs> Hill Blackpool Combat Club is just it. Claudio coming out at the end and. And just listening to everything he said and just simply going, no, and walking away. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <Just> fantastic stuff. <laughs> nah, I think, like, honestly, I forgot what Claudio's made of as a heel. I'm ready mm -hmm. to see him. Like, on one end, I think Eddie Kingston, like, needs the moment. And I want to yeah. see Eddie win it because he hasn't had that moment yet. It doesn't look like it's going to happen in AEW. And I think mm -hmm. Ring of Honor is kind I of think, the next best thing. I think he's going to lose. And I have reasons why. I think, he, I think that I think Claudio's going to beat him. And I think mm -hmm. it plays into Blackpool Combat Club's heel turn because I think they're all, all going to turn on Brian when he 
comes back. And mm. I think Brian is going to end up challenging Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, probably. That, that does sound great. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing i like yeah it. that does sound great it's still uh, on the books we got this one from atlas earth it says can we talk more about willow versus athena i mean we just yeah. talked a lot about it but uh <laughs> it was also the second roh episode of tk's era and it was main evented by two black women and that rampage this week has riho versus nyla yeah, main event is, is tk more willing to do this because roh slash rampage <laughs> has less eyes on it um I think I mean I, I actually I think that's fair because uh to me I don't think it's one of those less people are watching this and so we can't so that's why we're doing this. I think it's more of a a case of when I think when you're talking about eyes on the product I think you're more talking about the corporate eyes. And um when you think about the eyes that are on Dynamite and how mm -hmm. Dynamite's one of those shows that like okay this is the the bread and butter of AEW. This is the show that has to be successful. This is the show that has to have the draws on it. This is the show that has to. It's weird saying have the draws on it because yeah, I was <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> uh, got the I was draws about the, now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it as I said it out loud, mm -hmm. but <laughs> but mm -hmm. just thinking about how or what show it is and how how that show is structured it goes hand in hand with what tony was saying at the scrum right where you know dynamite's a show where he has to work to appease network executives he has to work to appease um sponsors all of this stuff he has to work as far as making sure that segment by segment he's he's always worried about viewership for each segment all of that kind of stuff so that's how that show was built whereas ring of honor is a show that he doesn't have to worry about that at all uh and so you know if you want to take a risk on uh, a main event or anything along those lines. And he said that, by the way, that was a thing that kind of went under the radar. But when he, he kind of quickly said, you know, certain talents that maybe um, weren't TV ready or things along those lines, we could do that stuff with them in Ring of Honor. Um, right. That was the thing that he said. And then we kind of moved on from that statement. Mm -hmm. But I thought about that and how um, I think it is true that with Ring of Honor, there's, there's no corporate eyes on it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's one where they can take uh, more risk and with Rampage, I think it is a case of uh, probably a little bit of the same thing where the network's probably less concerned about uh, how the show's doing because of its time slot, because of just how it does in general. I think uh, with that, you can take a little more risk with things. And if things start working, then you can start to pull that stuff to dynamite. But you can experiment more with a Ring of Honor or a Rampage. All right. Yeah. I got, That's my thoughts. I have two questions out of that. Uh -huh. One is how do you spell draws, and two is I have a. <laughs> this is a general question that's just been kind of blow, blowing my mind for a while because this woman made a funny joke to me. It do you? Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with wrestling. We're just going off on a tangent because okay. it's my birthday. We're going for it. Let's do it. When you get to the end of your laundry, do you have like a pair of? boxers or something that you wouldn't want anyone to see that she deemed grandpa panties you know like how they, there's grandma panties when you have no no woman no no i don't you, you don't have a, a bad pair of boxers like at the end of your laundry that you wouldn't want anyone to see 
deemed yeah. grandpa. I mean, day. I don't know. There's probably like a pair I've had since I was like 19. That's, that's probably got like pair. <laughs> that's probably got like one or two holes in them, and I'm like really trying not to wear these. But but you get to them. <laughs> Do you get to them, Will Washington? I mean, I try not to. But <laughs> so you wear those grandpa panties. What about you, Phil Lindsay? I know you got. One. No, nah. you got some grandpa panties. No, I do not. What about in the chat? Do you guys now, have grandpa panties? Come on. Now, the answer, by the way, to how you spell drawers is D-R-A-W-E-R-S, because it is drawers, but we say drawers. <laughs> that's it. Because I've it's seen it spelled. That's what, that's what I was saying. I've seen it spelled like that, D-R-A-W-L, like pretty drawers. You know no, it's, it's like it's like uh, Doom spelled it uh, for gas drawers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thanks for your research. Yes, uh, he, he did. Uh, so, on the on the con- on the conversation about Tony, um, he did uh, drop some interesting nuggets there that I think people missed. I, I, I think he did a few times. I think he did that during the Mercedes question, and I was sitting there like, okay, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the Mercedes one was really interesting. So Phil asked the Mercedes question, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what's funny? I suddenly, in that moment, felt <coughs> justified in my percentage game at that point <laughs> because the way he answered that question and the way he kind of said, uh, I'm not going to talk about people I've had uh negotiations with conversations mm-hmm. with whatever and thinking about that it's like well you did just admit that there were that conversations you had negotiations yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. there there were conversations you mm-hmm. did admit that you know it's somebody else's champion mm-hmm. and that you know he didn't necessarily deny because phil definitely implied mm-hmm. that look you hinted at Mercedes going into that January 11th show, and he didn't backtrack on that point. He didn't say, I never said anything. I never said anything about Mercedes. He did not. Uh, And so he simply said that I wouldn't step on my competition's toes. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, he didn't say competition. He said our partners. And so that was. I wouldn't step on my partner's toes like that. I said, okay. Yeah. And so in hindsight now, looking at everything, I, I think some of the people who have speculated that she was originally the partner mm-hmm. and things kind of fell through. I think they might be right. And that I New, think... J- New Japan wanted her first match. Like that confirms all this shit for me that they were I, like, I think that was what the are right you going to do with this tag match, bro? We got a big match coming up and it was definitely I, the right call. 100%. No, it was the right call. Um, I yeah. think they definitely put in the, put in the call to Tony, like, nah, we got first dibs on this match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You got to chill out. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, Again, I was like, look, I was willing to admit I was wrong, and I I was wrong as far as all that was concerned. But you will notice as I got closer, I dropped my percentages because I was as we got closer, I'm like, I'm starting to feel like it's not her, right? And Mm -hmm. the day of, I was like, okay, maybe 60, I think is what I said. I think I even said 55 the day of. So I'm like, I don't know now. Like, going off of the previous hints, I think it is, but today it doesn't feel like it. And that, that was that. Uh, but now it ain't over. But but now knowing how all of that went, and it still could be over, right? Like it could just be at a point where she's decided. Actually, I'm just not going to go there, and that's that's probably. I mean, that could be what it is too. But just thinking about what happened in that lead up 
I don't think my percentages were off. I don't. Um, and I think even as far back as our interview with Tony, I think he was probably still under the impression at that point that it was going to happen. And I think that's why he answered the question that way. Because right, if it was no, then he would just say no. Yeah. Yeah. Or he would have said something to the effect. Like, he definitely wouldn't have said that. Uh, the way he answered that question, if he knew it was Tony Storm at that point, he wouldn't have uh, talked about uh, it not being in his best interest to reveal anything right now. Because, to, you know, love Tony Storm. I think she's great. But how did that make any sense? No, I think at that point he was probably still under that impression. And that is my, like, full-on feeling there. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, well, we got a few more. Oh, yeah. And then as far as Nyla and Riho main eventing Rampage this week, uh, talking about that point, uh, to steal a backup hangman point here, uh, the way he talked about Rampage feeling a little bit nostalgic this week and that, you know, we've got this renewed push for Sammy Guevara uh, and that he got that victory over Action Andretti. We've got, uh, it sounds like they're leading to the match with Jungle Boy and, uh, as Phil pointed out, the four-way of the pillars, Jungle Boy and Darby and Sammy. But then on top of that, you have the first women's match from the first Dynamite main eventing this show. And this show actually did, in a lot of ways, feel like an homage to the early days of AEW. And I thought that was uh, actually kind of interesting. And I'm curious to see how this plays out. It's really yeah. funny how they uh, structure these tapings because I was at the taping, as as we know, and that match, the last match of the show was Sammy and uh, Action Andretti, but they was put it, it on as, yeah, but they put it on as the first match of Rampage. Yeah, I didn't know the that. First, <laughs> the first match of Rampage was Nyla and Rio, so they switched. Really? Them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. smart, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. actually like I can get why you would do that. Mm-hmm. The crowd, crowd's gonna be louder because you mm-hmm. got a, uh, you got more people into it at that point. The crowd's tired by the end of the night. Yeah, super yeah. excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I thought Rio has been restoring the feeling ever since she's been back. Three matches in a row, she has yeah. won this thing. Fire I too. put some respect on her name. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she's not on Twitter. I'm not gonna assume it's because of the harassment thing, but if it is, shame on you people. Leave her alone. Shame on you, outcast folks. Also, leave her alone, Ruby Soho. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? I think it's just it's probably that in a combination of she's at the point she's at Phil Lindsay's point of like this shit ain't shit. I'm just not gonna be on here. <laughs> I mean, Twitter does suck. I mean, you know, <laughs> dang, that is that is true, but. Yeah. I don't know. She could be doing it for character reasons as well. I, so. I do think it's interesting the timing of it that she deactivated right around the time that this beatdown happened. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see what they're heating Riho up for. If it's for a match with Jay, give me that. If it's just for this feud with Outcast, take it too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Deontay says. Uh, also, Powerhouse Hobbs is champ. We support QT out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited for Stardom Show on the 25th. An Impact New Japan card looks fun. I love wrestling. Now, that, that Impact New Japan show looks like it's going to be fire, bro. Those matches there now. What day is that? Is that on Thursday or is that Friday? That's the it's 30th. Thursday. The Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, 
play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, so Jake Salazar, Jake Salazar says, we gather here today to remember the career of one Raj Geary, who was mercilessly trashed by one QT Marshall. May Raj rest in peace, man. Look, I, I opened my Twitter. That was why I posted the, the Gary Coleman. What you talking about? Everyone. Like I opened my Twitter and this is just like all I see the, the whole evening. And (laughs) I'm like, close Twitter. I'm not trying to. Uh, I I know all of of what happened, but like I, yeah, I just I don't know. Put your phone down, bro. Like Twitter, just like I said, it brings out the worst in people, man. Uh, let's see. Deontay says, "Happy birthday to Reg, your favorite rapper, your favorite podcaster, media man himself. You deserve it, brother. Always good insight and best jokes. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Y'all are super dope. Everybody that's been wishing me a happy birthday today, y'all are the coolest." Uh, we just got one here from Darren. Shout out, Darren. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake also says, Reg, hope you have a great birthday, even if you've been <coughs> marking for QT since Wednesday. Y'all hating on QT, man. I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> nah, man. QT, uh, QT got the job done. I don't know what y'all talking about. Exactly. <laughs> all that matter to me. Yeah, what y'all talking da- about? Darren says, this weekend feels empty with no big shows after having a big show like every weekend since nah, the Rumble. Rest, well, there ain't no big shows. <laughs> Uh, he was at the bowling, by the way, and uh, I would say like between him and Jake the Snake had the most people just trying to take mm-hmm. pictures with them. Um, 
So that was at that one was point I remember <laughs> talking to maybe Daniel Garcia and like looking to my right and Jake the Snake is sitting there. That was just like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. And then I watched Beyond the Mat two nights ago, made it even crazier because <laughs> he was there and now he's in this great, better position. So shout out to Jake the Snake. I have that Yo. movie on DVD on this little collection shelf. Mm-hmm. It's back there. <laughs> uh, and and it's signed by Mick Foley. Yo, Jake the Snake not having it with Ultimate Warrior is still one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> <man>. Like, <laughs> his, his confessionals from that, confessionals from that episode of, uh, was it Dark Side of Ring when he's just mm-hmm. like, nah, nah, duh. He, he was talking crazy. I was ready to go see him after the match. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, Jake. I don't think you can do that. No, he's about to pull up. JK Fishbowl Williams says, Happy birthday, Reg. The way Reg been acting since Sunday, TK ain't coming back to the <laughs> bay. Well, we turned up, baby. <laughs> I what said after the scrum was over, I was like, man. Whenever you get the three of us in the same place, we are like, you know, when you had that classmate that you could not have mm-hmm. in class with you, like you could probably be well behaved the entire time, every class you go to. But then as soon as you get around that one friend or those two friends, in the case mm-hmm. of us three, it is just like this. We are just a complete distraction for the entire <laughs> class. Yeah, they go I feel like that is the three of us every time the three of us are in a scrum. It never We're fails. just in a corner just giggling. <laughs> Like, what's uh, wrong with these guys? They're going to they stop inviting me and rest. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, when Melter pulled up, like, dun, 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 like giving it up to everybody. What's up? Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yo. Me and Phil could not handle it. <laughs> I could, yo, no, man. He came in there, like, waving and shaking his hands. I thought he was going to start asking questions at, at one point. Like, yo. Like, are, are we at your scrum right now? What's going on, bro? How many stars you about to give this? Shout, shout out to Melts, man. I man, we saw 10 stars worth of wrestling, uh, 10 plus stars worth of wrestling this weekend. Good for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I mean, the, the scrum was fun. And, was uh, like, I know there's no point where I can leave a media scrum. Nobody, where nobody can, can leave the scrums without <laughs> uh, social media turning. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. berating their questions, all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to address this again, probably going to have to address this every single time that we leave these scrums because uh, uh, for the most part, I think a lot of people were uh, giving us our our props for what we asked because I felt like I don't feel like I lobbed a softball. I don't think I did. Maybe the one at Ricky Starks. But for the most part, I think I asked about things that I felt were relevant to the show relevant to the content we produce and relevant and and toward getting an answer. Those are the three factors I will always mm-hmm. keep in mind when asking questions, which is what's relevant to the content we make, um, what's relevant to the show we just watched, and three, what's actually going to get an answer. I know that people want to... There's this idea that even if you got a no comment, props to you for asking that question. And it's like... Why? Uh, I There's a point where I recognize what's not going to produce any type of uh, solid answer. Like, we had Tony on this show. We asked him about CM Punk. I knew before I asked the question what he was going to say. But I asked it because I still felt it was important to ask. And 
definitely when you're in a position where you get the opportunity to spend an hour and a half with somebody, even half an hour with somebody, and you can ask whatever you want. Yes, absolutely. Ask even those questions that are going to get you a no comment. But when you're in a position where they tell you one question per person, one question per outlet, I think it is uh, a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> to ask those questions that you're not going to get an answer to. I had people tweeting at me, why didn't you ask about CM Punk? Why didn't you ask about Miro? I'm not trying to ask about those things because neither of those things had anything to do with the mm -hmm. show I just watched. I don't think I'm going to get much of an answer on CM Punk. Um, mm, I, I think we got some answers on CM Punk. <laughs> Maybe we did, yeah, but, but like, honestly. We got some answers. It, 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 mm. wasn't, it wasn't obvious answers, but mm. I think we definitely got some answers. Mm-hmm. Like, I was curious about the elites booking. And so that was what I asked about. And I said on the show last week, I was like, look, I've been curious why the elites been featured less. So I said, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to ask Tony Khan about the booking of the elite and what the plans are around booking House of Black uh, and the elite is like feud over. What's the deal? Um, and that was exactly what I asked. Yeah, uh, and we got our answer on Dynamite as well with that. Yeah. And same with uh, with Wardlow as well. You know, we had Wardlow in front of us, and the question I asked was about his cooling off period because I feel like that's an important question to get an answer to. Um, in that moment, I thought the most important topic to ask MJF about was the the kid. And so, like... Wait, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Wardlow heard your question and was like, no, I'm still hot, bro. And I was yeah, like, he said, I'm, I'm still hot out here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, what you're talking about. Bro, I said, I'm still hot. <laughs> I don't know what you <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And like well, said, you you ain't too hot in these streets, no one. The mixtapes ain't dropping like, as hard as like, they used to. Like, he's like, nah. He was like, nah. I'm still hot. It looked like he wanted to do like a, a Johnny Bravo flex after it too. Like, nah, I'm still hot. I don't know what you're talking about. Ladies still checking for me, bro. <laughs> but look, right? Like that's a thing that people have definitely felt with Wardlow, right? That he was um, on top of the world a year ago. And he felt like he could become AEW's biggest star. And since then, he's very much cooled off. And so the question I asked was, what are you going to do differently with this reign? And the answer to that was lose to Powerhouse Hobbs, I guess. Boom. But, uh, <laughs> the, but, um, and I love that the first question Will Washington asked in the whole thing was the most pressing question of the whole presser. And no one gave him any credit for that. Hey, what's up with this little kid that you just threw a fucking drink on? <laughs> like, imagine if you didn't ask that and people would have been like, well, why didn't they address that? He did address that out the fucking gate. But y'all are still asking. All no, these no, but I'm like, honestly, but we see it out of the WWE scrums as well. Whenever, or the WWE, WWE press conferences are fake. No, no, no. But like, honestly, again, it's one of those things where you have to be mindful of what of who you're asking this stuff right. to. Because if yeah. you're sitting there at a WWE press conference and um, and now granted, I think you, you'll probably be seen as, as the ballsy one to be up there, to get up there and be like, hey, what's up with Vince's mustache, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing you could probably, <laughs> mm -hmm. you could probably do. Uh, but at the same time, what answer do you expect to get from that? What answer do you expect to get that's going to produce any type of content for your outlet and produce? Um, it's not just producing content, but it's getting answers to the fans. And if the answer is just simply no comment, I don't understand what the uh, what the appeal in getting that is. And maybe I'm wrong there, but that that to me, I just... I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't focus on that stuff at this point because I think people are going to do it no matter what. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I think at this point, like, 
I don't know. Coming out of coming out of both Saturday and Sunday, I think people were um, very very kind to us. I think people were very supportive oh, yeah. of us, and mm-hmm. I think that was dope. Um, I didn't have the best news coming into that weekend on a personal front, and so it was really cool to see like how much love people were showing us. And so no, I wasn't really I wasn't really sweating any negative. No, I, and that was uh, that's gonna happen. So, so yeah. that I, I this is more just on the topic of. The, the response to press conferences in general. And like mm-hmm. I'm always going to say, and I, I actually agree, um, I, I said it around the same time Ryan sat and said it, but like let people ask stuff that's relevant to their platform, period. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's I feel about that. Whether Now, how you feel about the platform is one thing, but if you're going to be like, well, why did, you know, WrestleJoy ask such a, you know, happy question? question? And it's like, their name's yeah. literally WrestleJoy. What are you talking about? Or like, yo, why did Brandon yo. Thurston... <laughs> Yo, shout out to Amy, man. I think yeah. people are unnecessarily mean to Amy, man. Like, y'all ain't got to do all that, bro. If you don't like her question, that's cool. But Amy's cool people, man. And, and, and on top of that, our platform, Phil Lindsay asked about Mercedes Monet. Out of my mouth came the name Jade Cargill. We ask questions relevant to our platforms. Big Swole, remember Big Swole? Who asked a question about Big Swole in the fucking presser? Your boy, yeah. Because so, we ask questions relevant to our problem. I, you know, and then people are like, what about CM Punk? What about Miro? We know, sometimes you, like I said on Twitter, sometimes we know about the things and we don't have to ask about them. I don't, I don't want to toot our own horn, but, but beep, I, beep, beep. well, during the, during the scrum for Supercard of Honor, um, I asked, do you plan to work with Willow and Trisha Dora again? What are they doing? Working. You <laughs> asked, are they going to have a, a card for WrestleMania weekend? Look what's happening. An amazing card. I, hey, man. Listen, what did man. I ask that night? I asked about, <laughs> oh, I asked about working with Maria Canellas, who signed. Huh. To... Hmm? Hey, listen, man. <laughs> I This is, you know, our, our influence is out there, man. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know? uh, let's see. Chi Town Spurs says, no shame in losing to the Bulls at the United Center. It was the United Center, right? <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> nah, man. Let them boys come in and take over, bro. Mm-hmm. J Love Podcast says respectfully Embiid should win the MVP over Jokic. Um, Van Twinblay says LOL Reg old. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's just a fact. I, I, I disagree on that Embiid take, but you got it. Shy Town Spurs says was great seeing Phil on WrestlePures. Hope the crossovers continue. My two favorite wrestling podcasts. I got to get back to them on a date because they did ask me. Um, no, we, and... we got to we got to get Monty and Ibu on for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Monty yeah. is cool people, bro. Big facts. Uh, let's see. And anime otaku says, Bendejo is attitude era, era humor, and I love it. Facts. Um, and night track says, Happy birthday, Reg. Thank you. Shout out to all the happy birthdays. Yes. Yeah, uh, so cool. Eloquent says, Happy born day, Reg. Protect mm-hmm. your team, Marshall, at all costs. <laughs> but boy, hat Raj fighting for his life. Listen, I am um, on this whole. QTV thing and what might be the fake bipping thing. I don't really know how I feel about the whole situation. So we're going to see how this one plays out. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I definitely Canada. laughed at that, that. My man went to Cali and got bipped twice, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good, you guys. Uh, Gaming from Canada says, happy birthday or happy B-Day, Reg. Thank you. Anurag says, uh, and happy B-Day, Reg. Who's your favorite wrestler? <laughs> How do you not know this? <laughs> I mean, I kind of have a lot, I guess, honestly. <clears throat> Depends on what day it is. Like, Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler of our generation. That one's just kind of like a placeholder. Like, if I say a wrestler, like, uh, Brian Danielson is number one, and everyone's underneath him. So, like, current favorite wrestler, 
will probably be like Brian Keith, just because I really love everything that he's doing. Tag team is the Young Bucks forever. Nobody's better. Women's wrestler. Uh, it's tough out there because Willow is amazing. Mercedes, though, come on. She only had one match in a year, but she it's Mercedes forever. So there you go. Uh, Mr. C.J. Lilly, and I was feeling for Mr. C.J. Lilly when Meltzer broke that no, uh, news about the um, the <laughs> Alexa hiatus, and my immediate thought was, <laughs> poor Mr. C.J. Lilly. But Mr. C.J. Lilly says, hi, guys. Will, I feel your official nickname in wrestling is now the human wrestling computer from I mean, your interaction with MJF on Sunday. How do you do it? Um, I don't know. I pulled that January 4th date like it immediately. <laughs> nah, nah, the funniest part about it was him coming back and going, do you know my birthday too? And I was just sitting there like, no. I mean, I, I, I told this on Day After Dynamite, but the funny thing was, so at the moment, in that moment, I was like, no, I don't care about your birthday. But I told Max after the fact is like, I actually knew your birthday, um, but I was not going to give you the satisfaction. It's March 15th because um, uh, it's the same day as my wife's birthday. And that's the thing that my wife and I share because she shares a birthday with MJF. I share a birthday with CM Punk. And so the uh, that was, it's, it's you know, the Pisces versus the Scorpio. About this whole, uh, the booing moment. Honestly, I didn't like I didn't even remember it happening. Like, cause by the time we get to the scrum, we're tired, you guys. Like <laughs> we've been like we podcasted that day. Uh -huh. we, like, I did two podcasts that show. day. Yeah, like it was a long day. And then by the time we get to the scrums, we're just like, whatever, like just kicking it. Phil and I are just fucking laughing and being goofy and shit. And so it just kind of happened. Like nothing is ever planned. So Max is uh -huh. like, hey, you guys golf clap for me. I'm like, no, I'm not golf clapping for you, bro. Boo. You nah, suck. You listen, suck. <laughs> Max, uh, Max coming out on Sunday and basically letting us know it's cool to talk about all that. Reference all that again. Mm -hmm. I see when he did, man. Coming out in the devil mask and mm -hmm. then coming out and very clearly doing the CM Punk parody and the mm -hmm. scrum. I seen what he did, and I and I I was I was waiting like, for him to chew the pickle and say, you know, I'm young and I'm vibrant and I work with adults or something along those lines, right? Yeah. No, no, I, mm -hmm. I I seen what he did, and I was trying to form a question and ask him what I really wanted to ask him. Like, yo, are you ready for this punk match again, or what? Is that what you're is that what you're angling at here? Like, because it almost felt like he did all of that to 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 basically dare anybody in the room to ask him about CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, well, and the funny thing was to the, so the pickles were like the topic of conversation the entire time we're waiting on the scrum to start. Everybody's mm -hmm. wondering, they're like, why are there pickles just sitting on the corner <coughs> of this table? Everybody in the room is yeah. been, has been talking about them. Um, and I didn't even consider what was about to happen with those, just that, what the fuck? There's just like pickles sitting on the table. But clearly, Max meticulously planned this. Like, yeah. he knew exactly what he was going to do. <laughs> he knew he was going to do the punk parody, eating pickles while talking with the media. Um, Ma masterful stuff, man. I yeah, listen. This is good stuff. I, I, I know that, you know, people um, are not feeling Max because of the whole uh, drink gate thing. Uh, but masterful performance from him in, in, mm -hmm. in that media scrum, in the match itself. Drink gate. <laughs> uh, D'Lo Diggs said, man, I don't know what's been funny this week. Reg booing MJF at the press or Hobbs telling old girl he was going to blow her back out. 
Nah, nah. <laughs> Finishing that night and winning the championship and telling Sacramento to kick black ass. Yeah. That Amazing stuff, guy. man. Long may this man reign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Lamora asks, uh, so what do you guys think about the Bullet Club expansion into AEW with Juice's attack on Starks? Do you think there are seeds for White to come in? I don't think White's coming in. Um, I think either. Bullet Club expansion into AEW, every time I see Bullet Club on AEW TV, and it's a Bullet Club that doesn't feature the Young Bucks, like, mm-hmm. it, it feels wrong, right? Like, how do you have a Bullet Club in a, the same company as the Young Bucks? It's definitely bullet club expansion. Yeah, it's definitely bullet club B team when it's not. Nah, you know, bro. I don't know what Kings y'all talking about. Nah, the, nah, King switching them kick up because they yeah, were I mean, doing too much. That's what mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> nah, Thomas Tonka looked around and like y'all, y'all, y'all losing the sauce, bro. Y'all got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> Sorry, but like he was right. <laughs> to me, like I look at. The elite to me is still like, I mean, I get it. It's been five years, but like the elite was born out of the Bullet Club. Like the elite is still to me like sub faction of the Bullet Club, and it is weird to have the Bullet Club in a company with the elite, but the elite has no ties to any of this. Like in the same way, we're like WWE could not have anything Bullet Club happen without like. Okay, got to have AJ Styles around. Got to have Finn Balor around. Like, everybody's already fantasy booking the ideas of, okay, if Jay White comes in, what's he going to do with AJ Styles? What's he going to do with Finn Balor? All of that. And so, just thinking about on the other end of it, AEW has had the actual Bullet Club show up and have no... I mean, last year at Forbidden Door, the Young Bucks actually did do a brief Bullet Club reunion. um, And, you know, getting a team with Hikaleo and all that. So, like, I don't know. It's just funny. Because they're foundational elements to me of the Bullet Club. They're just as strong with Bullet Club history as AJ Styles, if not stronger, I think, right. as far as the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are concerned. Uh, RH says, happy birthday, Reg. Here's to continued success. Also, can you use your birthday to stop Soraya, Tony, and Ruby from using the spray paint? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I think I think uh, I think Ruby has officially Thank saved you. that act this week. I think Ruby's promo was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I think that she, like I said, she saved that act because it felt like it was drowning, and she mm-hmm. uh, gave them purpose again. She did. Uh, we got Antoine who says, um, "You see Meltzer <laughs> saying that the line Roman used that Dusty never talked about Cody was a lie. No ish, Captain Obvious." Oh. I mean, <laughs> heels lie, Melter. I mean, yes. that's kind of what yeah. they do. Uh, David Reed says, is Wardlow AEW's biggest booking screw up? Man has not looked good post MJF feud. Seems like they don't know how to book him. I mean, um, I, I say I, I think it is a combination of things. I think mm. that uh, I think not knowing how to book him is probably accurate um, because I think that the TNT title last year. And I, I don't want to come off like I don't like Wardlow because I think people are going to like take my comments from the scrum and then take what I'm about yes. to say here and be like, why are you hating on Wardlow? But I do think that the TNT title run last year exposed Wardlow. Yes. And, uh, and what I mean by that is that 
the TNT title had, especially on babyface, has really been seen as a title that kind of centers around um, taking on all challengers, having banger matches uh, like Darby did in a very short run with that title reign, right? Like Cody did when he established it. But that just wasn't Wardlow, right? Wardlow was going in there and having kind of squash matches. Wardlow was going in there doing powerbomb symphonies, all that stuff, the stuff that Mm -hmm. got him over. And I think it was that the stuff that got him over to me was not compatible with the title uh, Mm -hmm. as the fans knew it. And so it was one of those things where like, how do you book Wardlow in a way where you're continuing to have him do what got him over, but also make him a fighting champion and having him go up because i think that's really what ended up happening there is that you put because i saw people complaining about well why is wardlow having these competitive matches when he just should be running through people because that's what wardlow does how do you do that as the tnt champion a belt that's known for its opening known for its open challenge format that takes on all challengers where you could see somebody like eddie kingston show up you could see somebody like ricky stark show up where you can see guys come in and because that was a big complaint right remember when he had that tnt title defense uh wardlow versus orange cassidy and a lot of orange cassidy's detractors were like why is he having a competitive match he should just be squashing orange cassidy and it's like well one that's not orange cassidy but two that's not the tnt title that's that's these two things aren't compatible you Mm -hmm. can't have him out there squashing people Mm -hmm. and keeping the title division afloat um and so I do think that it it needed to be booked more to his strengths, but also I think that would have diminished what people wanted out of the TNT title. And mm-hmm. so um, I do think at the end of the day, it was misbooked for sure. And I yeah. don't disagree with that. It's just a matter of how yeah, it was misbooked. I, I, think, uh, I think prime example of what's going wrong with Wardlow right now is the scrum. I mean... When Hobbs came in there and cut that brief promo and slammed the ring down on the on on the table, I was more interested in Hobbs in that moment. Yeah. And afterwards, I don't think Wardlow gave a response that Mm-mm. like made him feel anywhere near as interesting. And I think that's been the problem. I feel like everyone around him just feels more interesting. When, right. Once you put him next to Joe, it was like, no, Joe is far more interesting than you. Once right. you once you introduce Darby into that feud with Joe, no, Darby's more interesting than you. And mm-hmm. it's been an issue going on and on. And that's not a knock <laughs> at Warlow. It just feels like, no, when you put him against other bases or heels that have even a little bit of something going, they're more interesting than him. No, yeah, like I said, that's why I said exposed. I think more than anything, he got exposed by the TNT title run last year. Yeah, they um they booked themselves into a corner. I, I would say it's booking, but it's also uh it's that big man squash match beginning mentality never works out. Nobody ever really wants that when people are like that Orange Cassidy thing of like he should squash. Like you don't want that. You don't want this guy to be squashing all your main wrestlers. That just makes all your wrestlers look dumb. He's gonna squash everybody all the way up to the top. Doesn't work like that. And then people just got hooked on, well, I just want to see him powerbomb people 10 times. And when you can't yep. sustain that, it's going to be hard to sustain anything at yeah. that point. You couldn't sustain that against a lot of the roster. Right. Um, because Without making the rest of the roster look bad. And mm-hmm. so I think just, I, I think it is kind of a back to the drawing board kind of thing because he does yeah. need a longer term thing. Um, I think that, you know, people saw a lot of Goldberg in it and saw that, well, mm-hmm. you know, you could do that with Goldberg. Exactly. And it was like, well, two things with Goldberg um, was that 
uh, the first thing with Goldberg was that at some point it did have to eventually run into a wall. You couldn't have yep. Goldberg go in there and squash Kevin Nash. Uh, one, Kevin Nash was not going to stand for that. Uh, Absolutely two, not, Conan. <laughs> <laughs> and same with, uh, and like, at, at some point, he was going to run into a wall of needing to be more competitive with people. And yeah. like, people always talk about, well, you know, WCW got the Goldberg run right. But like, not yeah. forever. Eventually, not. they even turned Goldberg heel. People yeah. forget about Goldberg coming out to the, uh, to the Metallica theme at one point. Like, mm -hmm. that was... Uh, wasn't Metallica? Was that who, who he was using at the time? Megadeth, maybe. Meg, maybe. Okay, Megadeth, you might be right. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Megadeth. Um, uh, so, but either way, you had Goldberg. Like they eventually had to turn him heel and right. and uh, and abandon all that stuff. But hindsight really just looks at the streak and then beating Hogan, and that's mm -hmm. all it, anybody ever talks about. With Even Goldberg, though there was like right. two more years after that worth of stuff, <laughs> like it didn't stop in 1998. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, in hindsight, if you're asking us though, if he's their biggest miss with booking, I don't agree. No, I think no. I think so far, like I think Scorpio's in that conversation for their biggest miss booking wise. Like, yeah, I I think in retrospect, <laughs> I think they dropped the ball with him at least twice. Yeah, that are the thing on ROH this week when Christopher Daniels was like, I called one of my friends and he wasn't available, but then that's it. I'm like, wait, but you have another friend you could call to be your tag team partner. His name's Scorpio Sky. Why didn't you call him? You know, you know the I guy that, that won that him. initial tournament for you that on, you know eventually became tag champion. I don't know. Oh, that yeah, that was kind of telling too, because I was like, <laughs> Scorpio Sky would actually fit in pretty well. Yeah, I mean they honor. Why isn't he over here? Yeah, they've done an entire Cali tour without him. I'm like, yeah, yeah kids, Scorpio. Cra that's crazy. Like, they were here. On? Like, I went to six California shows and no Scorpio Sky. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, especially considering I think he'd be a great starting challenger for Hobbs. Like, I was yeah. thinking about oh, who yeah. you could um, put up against Hobbs baby first. Face. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, as a baby face. Um, and uh, there's even, hell, I could even think of the first thing he could say in a promo of, like, you know what? I tried the whole having obnoxious white guy in my corner mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh it didn't work for me um and now i'm coming after you something along those lines right and like we, could... we have a norcal versus socal rivalry anyway so built in yeah. right there yeah uh let's see ira says crunching the sexist numbers from revolution uh women's matches on pre-show zero women's matches on pay-per-view one women's wrestlers at the scrum zero uh that would have been a tough one to have any women's wrestlers at the scrum nope. because usually the scrum is reserved for match winners. And I think that Jamie having just been double crossed by, she was the only winner and having just been double crossed by Ruby, like maybe you could have had Ruby there, but I think then you would have uh, sacrificed Ruby's promo because she would have needed to explain her actions. Like, I think that would have been a tough one to do because you could say we should have had more women's wrestlers there, absolutely. Um, but when you're bringing in the winners of the matches, and because like I was worried, I was like, please don't have Chris Jericho at this. Like he, mm -hmm. like I'm tired of Chris Jericho showing up after losing matches, mm -hmm. um, and he didn't. They they kept it to the win. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And that's the way these kind of things should go. Uh, but it wouldn't have made sense for Jamie to be there after having been double-crossed by uh, Ruby Soho there. Um, let's see. Um, I would actually say that the biggest story element coming out of pay-per-view was coming from the women's match, though. Right. Was it not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. No, 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 that you mentioned that. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, well, and so David Reed says, uh, also happy birthday, Reg. Mr. CJ Lilly says, Alexa didn't choose to be off TV. Leave her alone. I'm not saying she chose to be off TV, by the way. Um, <laughs> what I was... <laughs> what I was specifically Yo, addressing there I, I, was <laughs> because look, you know, it's funny though. Cause I think, so of course Meltzer put out the story in the observer this week that said that Alexa bliss is on another hiatus. And then she tweeted, um, I'm not on a hiatus. They know where to find me. And so a lot of people took that as, oh, look, Meltzer lying again. Meltzer's wrong. Mm-hmm. And Meltzer just tweeted this morning saying, I got that from WWE. And I understood what she meant and I understood what he meant, maybe because mm-hmm. I know the way the, the, these stories work. But yeah. obviously Meltzer got that from WWE. I feel yeah. like people took when she said they know where to find me as dirt sheets know where to find her. I yeah. think that was incorrect. <laughs> was I think, wrong. I think mm-hmm. she was talking about the company knows where to find yeah. me as in, I'm yeah. not choosing to be away. Mm-hmm. They know where to find me when they need me was what I think she was trying they, to say. And I, I, think, I think, yeah, I think the point she's making is they didn't have any plans for me. That's very clear. I didn't just leave because I didn't want to work. They didn't have anything for me. I think yeah. that's what she was trying to say. Like, yeah, they know where to find me, the company, if they have plans for me, which they I, don't. <laughs> I don't think this was a case of Meltzer being wrong here. I think the company straight up told Meltzer that uh, we're not using her right now. You know, when she, it it's hard for like people who are like, oh, they're lying when they say she's on a hiatus. This woman has not been seen since January, and it is March. It mm-hmm. is you could absolutely say without talking to anybody. Okay, Alexa's not on TV right now. Alexa must be on a hiatus, right? Like that's that's a statement that you can make without talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so what he got out of that though was just a little bit more clarification of she's not currently factored into plans right now, um, and. Which so, is facts. Yeah, those are facts. And she responded with, I'm not on a hiatus. They know where to find me. And I think, and then, but like I said, I see all these comments that were tagging Meltzer that were like, oh, look, Meltzer lying again. And I thought, but that's not what she was saying there. She said the I mean, company. <laughs> I mean, they do this with Meltzer a lot. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember they tried to do that with the El Shirai thing. And when she was like, ah, rumors. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure those rumors were founded that at some point you were talking about going back to Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. That wasn't an unfounded rumor. But people, you know, people try to catch Meltzer up all the time because he's the guy in this in this space to try to catch up. He's, he's the guy yeah. that has the most reports and he has the most reliable sources. So, And yeah, the thing I is, if they do choose to reintroduce Alexa, um, let's say they reintroduce her at Mania and she aligns with Bobby or aligns with uh, Bray and the Bobby feud, right? Because the last time we saw her, she had the stare down with uncle howdy. And then a lot of people are going to then turn around and go, um, see the story was wrong, but like that doesn't change the fact that she wasn't used since January. And (laughs) that doesn't change any of that. That doesn't change the fact that she's been off TV. And if it is truly 
her call. It's it's kind of a similar situation with, um, you know, it's kind of like the Miro stuff, right? Where it's there's this question of, well, who's at fault here? Is it Tony not using Miro? Is it Miro not wanting to be used? And we keep getting details kind of back and forth um, where Miro has said, you know, they can call me and I'm ready. And then there's the other detail coming out of, well, they did call him and Miro turned down a storyline. Uh, and so that was kind of the end of that. I think it's kind of the same deal with Alexa where, except I think she is very much willing to work. I think it's just a matter of when they're choosing to use her again. And right now there isn't a place on the show as far as they see it for her. They see it as we've got the two big women's title match. Yeah. The two big women's title matches at WrestleMania, um, which, uh, I have to say that story came out a couple weeks ago that WWE really wants, um, Charlotte versus Rhea to main event night one of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That match has not earned that, uh, watching, Mm -hmm. SmackDown this week, they're not doing the work to put that match on last. Are 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 we ready? To, are we ready to tell the truth? Yes. Oh. They are booking both of those women feuds poorly. Yeah, I agree. they're not doing anything interesting with either of those feuds. Um, and I, I, I'm more interested in Bianca versus Oscar. I do think that. And look, both of those matches are going to be good. We know that, yeah. but. Having Bian- having Bianca and Oscar come out every week and then kind of just hint at the sign and stare at each other, that's not storytelling, bro. That's not mm-hmm. building a feud. What is mm-hmm. that? They've been doing that for like three weeks, bro. Right. I know. I'm I'm hoping they do a little bit more with the next few Raws, but it really feels like they're getting a lot of uh, Bianca's matches out of the way because it does feel like she's about to lose the title. Um, and then, like I said, the SmackDown feud just does not – like if they put that on last after the weeks of TV it's gotten, I think that's a mistake. Um, nah, they'd only be doing that because it makes it seem like they want Charlotte to main event, and it has and that match isn't. I, and I, that's not to say the match isn't going to be good enough to main event. I do think the match will be good, but there is no story here. There is no build. Um, honestly, <coughs> if the women's match has to main event, the women's six the six woman tag match has mm-hmm. actually had the biggest build of the three women's matches. It feels it like uh, I don't think that's a main event d- either, though. Yeah, I don't think it's a main event, but I think if they're saying that the women need to main event one night of WrestleMania, that to me feels like the biggest women's match. It, it has gotten the most time. It has had the most build. It has the most, um, I feel like, investment of anything. Uh, and uh, shout out Bailey this week, by the way. Uh, but the, the uh, and hell, shout out all of them, um, honestly. <laughs> but uh, the match. Yeah, it should be good. Um, there's also reports now that the Trish heel turn is coming and that they want to do Trish versus Becky at SummerSlam this year. And that should be cool. That's cool. Yeah, SummerSlam yeah. has kind of turned into Trish's event. That's mm-hmm. where she had the Charlotte match as well. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I'd be into that. And Which to me, I- by the way, and shout out Charlotte, because I think that's the best match of Trish's career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that yeah. Charlotte really gave Trish a performance that... Uh, I think Trish was always capable of having, but just her era of women's wrestling was never going to give her. And mm. then, uh, so to go in there and have that type of match with Charlotte and showing that, hey, she could be, cap- she would have been capable of that had there been a women's evolution in her time. 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I love that match. I, I, I think that this is uh, good because it gets Bailey a big match on the card as well. She missed <laughs> two WrestleManias in a row. And I think mm-hmm. that WrestleMania she missed two years ago was extremely egregious. Coming out of a year-long title reign, and they didn't have anything for it at WrestleMania. That was right. wild yeah, that was to crazy. me. So I, I did see a I, stat, I think by great. the way, that was pointed out. It blows my mind about Bailey. You know she's been in this character now on the main roster longer than she was the hugger. Really? <laughs> and, I mean, because she turned in 2019, which was uh, three and a half years ago when she did that. And she was only on the main roster in this character, or in the hugger character for three years. Mm. She was injured in both uh, for a period. But yeah, Bailey has actually been doing this longer in front of the audience than she did the hugger character. Shout out to Bailey. That's crazy. All time fumble not getting the hugger character right on the main roster. All time yeah, fumble, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, yeah, she should have, I don't understand why she won the title when she did. Why did they do that? Because like, I think about how, um, you know, there was that streak going with Charlotte with the pay-per-view streak and she should have ended that or, you know, she shouldn't have retained at WrestleMania. She should have won at WrestleMania, give her a WrestleMania moment. But the fact that it happened when it did, and it was like, well, now you kind of, you jumped the gun on it. And so now she doesn't have that big moment where she won the title in a major fashion. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was fine with how she won, but the night after trying to shame her, you you won by cheating. Your friend helped you. And I'm just like, but that's how Charlotte had been winning anyway. Like she right. had Dana coming out and helping her. So why is it so bad when Bailey did it? Like, no, that's something a heel would do. And I'm like, okay, but you know, maybe, you know, heel got comeuppance. Right. And Mrs. CJ Lilly sent this a minute ago uh, saying Meltzer hasn't had a great week with his Alexa Bliss coverage over the last few days. Uh, the only people who knows is Alexa and WWE. Hope she's back at WrestleMania. But again, he got that from WWE. Um, and yeah. come on, man. Leave uh, Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> Irene says, how would you hypothetically book Punk's return? That's also the thing. Like, I'd, at this point, I want to be surprised. So I'm not going to be in the scrums like, when's CM Punk coming back? Just bring the motherfucker back to TV so I could see it. I'm not trying to get all the great details of this thing that's going to be cool if it's a surprise for us, you guys. I don't get it. I think it needs to be, to me... Um, I think it needs to be the feather in MJF's cap. I think yeah. that uh, we're still one and one in that feud. Uh, Punk now has a title that he's never lost, and that y'all he had to this thing a few Grapsity uh, episodes ago, right? <laughs> Where the do the the Tony Khan voicemail thing again? Just do the whole. <laughs> all out thing again but just it's punk instead of mjf this time i mean I that's that. that's how i would do it is yeah. literally fall. as a matter of fact if he's ready for it at that point when you do the four-way with the the pillars and mjf ultimately wins it and he's celebrating and then yeah you do the tony <coughs> con voicemail uh asking punk to come back and uh you even uh. still play that same roh clip or no mm-hmm. take that back don't play the roh clip play MJF actually saying it, uh, just reverse the entire all-out ending mm-hmm. is how I would do it. Yeah. Um, listen. But the elite, I, you guys, listen. don't leave us. Please don't leave us. Oh, but, oh, and then the place to do it, of course, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> and the place to do it 
is in MJF's hometown mm -hmm. uh, at UBS Arena yep. and kind of reversed the thing of, remember them fans chanting uh, MJF in Chicago? Oh, no, we're going to have fans chanting CM Punk on Long Island. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah. one. Um, listen, we've had this whatever year or so of him kissing babies and saying he's happy to be here. I'm ready for him to get to the shits. I'm ready for heel punk. Let's, let's do it, bro. It's time. I mean, I, I think you can <laughs> get time. there, but I, th I think you got to wrap up the MJF story first. Uh, I, 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 think. I think some fans are ready to boo him anyway. I think it's time. They're definitely going to be fans booing him on upon his return. Yes, upon his return, yeah. But I think there'll be a, some initial excitement to see him. Um, and I do think that MJF is his AEW rival. And I think that that's a story that just needs to be tied up. Uh Yes, I think UBS Arena is the fucking place to do that, though. But he's going to get booed there because, I mean, he's made a thing of trashing the Long Island fans. So he's going to get booed. Oh, but MJF <laughs> also made a thing of trashing Chicago fans. But when MJF returned, in that moment, it didn't matter because the fans just missed him I so mean, much that they were like... It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it, remember how MJF left us. MJF cut that fire promo and his mic got cut off um and we mm -hmm. haven't seen that promo anywhere else and so we had this mystique coming back um no this guy pissed everybody off before he left so no it's a little bit different i don't know uh we shall see but i do want to see that pillars match i think that that should be good um shane monster says fight forever delay possibly or probably extended sigh who would have thought the AEW and gcw relationship would be tanked a year ago all this seems petty um so my understanding of it, though, is that, uh, and Brett said it, he tweeted, I'm not mm -hmm. after any money. I just want to be able to continue to use the Fight Forever name. Um, and I know some people who uh, were asking questions as far as not quite having a full understanding of how um, trademarks work in this case because they're mm -hmm. like, but AEW had the trademark first. But it doesn't necessarily matter who trademarked it first because um, GCW had the use of it first. Yeah. And so uh, use typically trumps the filing of the trademark. Uh, and so now they, they do have a, a dispute here. Um, but ultimately, that's what they say they're after. They're not after stopping the game. They're not after any money. They simply want to continue using the name is Fight there, Forever. Is there not a WWE t-shirt that says Fight Forever with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on it? Is that not a thing? I'm pretty sure I've done Fight Forever at the a WWE show before. Like, I don't know. Like, they have some kind of dog in this fight, too, if we're talking about that. That's why I'm like, this whole thing is pretty weird. Like, even initially when the name was announced for the game, I was like, uh, Fight Forever, I don't really know if that's... I don't know if that's the I mean, the it's a champ that's been around forever. It's uh, been around for, for, for a while. Yeah, it's so been around really for a long time. Why they, I, like, now I'm like, yeah, of course you guys are locked up in this shit because that probably wasn't the best choice for a... Um, I mean, I get why AEW went for it, uh, because like, it's, it's a good name. It's a good name. But at the same time, GCW did have a show January of 2021. I think it was, mm -hmm. um, that was called fight forever. It does predate AEW's initial promotion of the product, but GCW did not file for their trademark on it till after AEW did. Um, but again, so it's use versus filing. Mm -hmm. I just hope they can get it worked out. I don't see... Yeah. Why? Yeah, I just I, it, and you know it goes hand in hand with Tony saying at the scrum this week that the game is done. He said it's finished, um, and I thought that was news in itself. The fact that he just kind of said that he said the game's finished. Uh, I just don't want to step on anybody's toes as far as talking about a date or anything. 
but knowing that the game is done, it's uh, it. I, I am curious as to when all of that launches. Then at this point, get it figured out, you guys. Wrap it up. We want to see the game. Yes. Not not talking about Triple H. Um. Mr. CJ Lilly says the All Atlantic slash International Championship has taken over as the workhorse title, and the TNT feeling lesser like the uh, U.S. to the Intercontinental is in WWE. Um, I mean, it is true that I think the All Atlantic title just in the last like month up, oh, we lost uh, Mr. Lindsay. Really? So let me uh, fix that for a moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the All Atlantic title uh, has really elevated its status and now being the international championship i don't know how people are going to feel when jeff jarrett wins it on wednesday they're going to be pissed (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be so bad will uh is it i i don't know uh you really think he's going to go over no but at the same time (laughs) i don't know I know how I'll feel if Jeff Jarrett wins. He cannot. He absolutely cannot, you guys. That's crazy. Uh It's going to be great. Uh, That is nightmare fuel thinking about Jeff Jarrett with Mm -hmm. gold in 2023. Mm -hmm. Slap nuts. Choke on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alexander says, you could tell the TNT title was going to be a problem for Wardlow during the light build to the MJF match. Crowds had no interest in watching him sell. The heat was in his offense. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's very, very true. The mm-hmm. crowds do not want to see him sell, and that's a hard thing for a champion. Uh, G-Bro says, I'm manifesting a Mark Briscoe slash Scorpio Sky team. Something I never even considered. Mm, interesting. Uh, let's see. Lastier says, what's going on with Billy Starks in AEW? Is there interest? She's getting all these competitive matches against top women in AEW and is now in ROH. I think you can very much tell there's interest then at that yeah. point. You uh, said it. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Crew Her X says, it's insane how the elite can have a match on a pay-per-view with no build and come out uh, with one of the best on the card. Uh, the other... Two matches people are talking about have months of story, generational talents. It's just playing in my brain. Don't leave me, girl. <laughs> Please stay with me tonight. It's me looking out the window at the elite. Do not do this to me, you guys. If you guys go to WWE, I'm gonna. Be I mean, no, so I, I, but, fucking mad about this. I'll say this: if they go to WWE, I have at least a little bit of. Um, Interest in seeing what that looks like, right? Ah. Like, what is like? What well, I look. I at the end of the day, I am a fan of Kenny Omega. I am a fan of the Young Bucks, um, and like, what does Kenny Omega look like on like a house show circuit, oh, right? God. Like, what is <laughs> what does Kenny Omega look like going one on one with Madcap Moss? Awful! It's terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> Uh, oh but I'm just God. thinking about, you know, the, the, the typical Kenny Omega promo, you know, because he kind of has a little bit of a sing-songy voice, but he goes, I just want to come out here and say hi to the WWE universe. <laughs> <laughs> Trash, garbage, terrible. <laughs> Money ain't everything, you guys, okay? Or or Nick Jackson being like, F off, you uh, WWE universe people. Oh, <laughs> God. 
sucks. <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. Oh, um, no, honestly, I'm telling you, uh, man, I'm telling you that. What's up, Phil? Are you there? Oh, no, I, I was just saying that just BT music over them going to the performance center, man. Oh, Come leave me alone. I'm tired of it. Do, 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 I want your stream to go back out talking that craziness. Come on, man. That is not a good idea. I mean, no, I like I said. It, like it's... all the dream matches, I'm like, those matches are going to suck because they're uh, Roman yeah. and Kenny. Uh, it's uh, no, I mean, Roman and Kenny would be dope. What are you talking would about? Would it? Would it? Yes, it would. Would it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that match would be good. Come why? On. What's Roman going to do? Because he's Kenny Omega. That's why. That's why. Who's Kenny Omega like going to have matches over there that are going to be bad? What do you mean? It's Kenny Omega. I didn't say bad. They're just going to be like, oh, that was a good match. Yeah, I'm I mean, on, think about I, I'm how. On, I, I graded on Melter, Melter's scale. You can't get up there in WWE. Like, you can't get to a five-star <laughs> match in WWE because they won't let you. <laughs> they won't Cody, let you. Cody just had one with the, uh, no, Seth he Rollins. Didn't. He didn't. It Seth wasn't. Rollins in the hell of a cell. It wasn't. It wasn't. What oh, my God. <laughs> That match was not speaking, speaking of which, you guys on this podcast making it a bit of no selling me saying how over Ro- Rollins is. I don't know. S- heard a certain guy's theme music in the building at an AEW show. Certainly seems like he's over. I don't and know. Then on, and then on Monday, he went to sleep. Yeah, but it's not his fault that they're putting him in this dumb Logan Paul feud that what he should be. What an ugly ass punch, too. We got to get Rollins out of there. Free Rollins. He needs to be an AEW. <laughs> We're on the Rollins agenda. Rich. It's my birthday, Will. I can say all the crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I man. I don't know what they're doing with the guy, man. I saw people saying that segment was good. That's capped. That, that segment was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get that they, they've now fully made Logan Paul a heel. Yeah, that's fine. But that's good. this guy getting on TV and capping and saying, no, nah, I've done more than you in a year. No, you have not. You've had four matches. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> yeah, <that's pretty laughs> what wild. are you talking about? And like all the things that he's done, Seth Rollins has already did that. You had a big match with Roman. Yeah, so has Seth. You have not touched gold <laughs> since you've been there. This guy has won almost every championship. Not, even, not almost. He has won every championship there is to win. What are you talking about, bro? Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about that. Uh, so... Raw, we finally got the the big payoff at the end of Raw, where yeah. in the Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso match, uh, Jay Uso finally returned. Um, Jimmy Uso lost that match, and then Jay walked away from Jimmy, but then super kicked Sami mm-hmm. and revealed that he is fully aligned with his brother. Yeah. And uh, then Cody came out, cleared the ring. I liked it. I thought they could have stretched the beat down just like a little bit more before Cody hit the ring, but I liked everything that happened. It was really like the motion out of everybody, the cell from the super kick from Sami Zayn. Beautiful. Like it was great. Listen, Mr. Big Dude, you you are right. I did say that he'll lie. He'll tell believable lies. That was not a believable lie. <laughs> that lie yeah, was not founded in any kind of logic. There was there was no logic to that lie. <laughs> and, and what made it worse is Miz was like, nah, he has a point. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> so, so either way, though, talking about the, the Usos, mm-hmm. uh, the big reveal now that uh, they are aligned. We knew this is where they were going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about uh, that promo last night that Jay cut? I I liked it a lot. It was pretty and, good, huh? Yeah, it was very good. And I thought that um, it left some questions open because mm-hmm. he talked about his allegiance to his brother 
but he never mentioned Roman Reigns. He didn't mention Roman. He was all about Jimmy. He was like, I did this for my brother. He's my blood. But he didn't say, like, I did this for the bloodline. He's like, no, I did this for my brother because I knew he was about to get, what did he say? He's about to get clipped. Are you trying to get my brother clipped? <laughs> he was pissed. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. People are, are very much noticing that he's, mm-hmm. did he align because he believes in this? Or mm-hmm. did he align simply to protect Jimmy right. from uh from roman and i guess we shall see there there seems to be a lot more to this uh so this story still like it's back to this story is about jay uso beating roman reigns for the belt what what it seems (laughs) well that's the thing i don't think it ever needs to be about jay winning the belt because i think ultimately cody needs to win the belt cody's got to win out cody's got to win the belt and then i think you can revisit the jay uso Roman Reigns story without the belt. And I think that's how I would do that personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, this is a point I've been trying to make, uh, and I keep forgetting to make it on this show. But there's all this talk about how, you know, how over Sami Zayn got Mm -hmm. and how that proved that this is the time for him to win the title Um, versus Cody, who was over without the storyline. And I think that represents why Cody needed to be the one to win it. Mm-hmm. Because Cody is over without the with or without this story. I I think Sammy can be over with or without this story, but we haven't seen whether or not he is. That's not proven. Um that Sammy is over inside of this storyline. And eventually the title has to leave this story at some point. It can't stay inside this bloodline story forever. And so in that sense, I recognize that Jay in <laughs> that Jay is over in this story. Is Jay over outside of this story? Is mm-hmm. Jay over as a babyface away from Roman? Um, and that's one of those things where until you have proof of that, um, and sometimes that can work out, right? Because like Batista is a case where people weren't sure if Batista was just over with hunter and in that evolution story or if he was over period and i think wwe even felt that way because wwe i think that's why they were willing to sacrifice him to smackdown um at that point in his career because they they felt like we know cena is our guy because cena has worked outside of this jbl feud but -hmm. we don't necessarily know if roman or not roman we don't necessarily know if batista works outside of the hunter feud yet and so it was like, let's put him on SmackDown where we can experiment with that and then move Cena to Raw. Um, I think WWE operates that way all the time. And I think that's why they're moving in a direction of we know Cody can work outside of the bloodline. Right. Yeah, boy, it was a it was a bad week for the Internet narratives, boy. Ooh, it was a bad week for the Internet narratives, man. If you were one of those guys on the Internet screaming FTR ain't it's over anymore, woo hoo hoo <laughs> Yo, nah, two nights in a row, they got that huge pop at, at, uh, at the pay-per-view, and mm-hmm. then they got an even bigger pop on Dynamite. Nah, yeah. that narrative's yeah. lied. The, the yeah. narrative that people were going to boo Sammy, we're going to boo because of Sammy. No, we've had nope. multiple segments now with Cody and Sammy in the same place. No, Cody's still over, bro. Cody it, Rhodes that, is hot. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. it's over. Mm-hmm. It, it's done. Yeah. And... uh it's all really interesting because yeah talking about the ftr stuff uh props on changing it up a little bit because you know everybody always goes with ftr bald and ftr hair but like i've always said ftr loud and ftr quiet because Mm -hmm. like cash wheeler don't be saying shit but Mm -mm. man you can't turn around without hearing something from dax harwood however they let cash do all the talking this week and i thought 
he did a great job with that. I am, you know what, honestly, in the way that 2022 was kind of Dax Harwood's year as far as wrestling was concerned, as far as getting to be the guy highlighted in FTR, I would like to see 2023 be Cash Wheeler's year. Me too. Um, give him a little bit of uh, the shine in the group because this was the first time we saw them in 2023. And I and think Brooke that would, can really work too, man. He can. Uh, you know? And I, I would like to see him kind of get his due and see if uh, how they move forward with him uh, as kind of the, the lead guy. And it felt in that promo, he felt like the lead guy. I was actually really surprised. Do you by think that. that was by design? They'd be like, bro, you yeah. be talking too much. Let's have your, uh, your homie say something. I mean, when, when Dax got on the mic, I mean, he did, he did turn up and the crowd did. Turn up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, it is but, what it is. but I think it is by design. I think they look out enough for each other to where mm-hmm. I think cash was genuinely happy to see Dax get all of that, you know, the, all of it last year, getting oh, to have definitely. matches with Brian, getting to have the matches with Punk, getting mm-hmm. to do all of that stuff he did on TV. And I think Cash was genuinely happy for him. But I think Dax is the type of person to want to see Cash get it now. Definitely. And I would like to see that. I would love to see Cash get some singles matches this year. Cash be kind of the guy who's highlighted a little bit more. And then, then you walk away in a situation where you don't have one guy seen as the guy in the team. You have really showcased both. Yeah. And because the Usos did that. Like, do you remember a couple of years ago? Nobody ever talked about Jay. It was always about Jimmy right. because uh, Jimmy was the one who was on Total Divas because um, Trinity was. And so mm-hmm. Jimmy was the guy that people kind of knew a little bit. They had a little bit more of a personal bond with. And he, Jay was. He, he led the promos too a lot when yeah. he came out. Jay was always kind of considered the other one. The quiet one. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. the last couple of years have really switched because Jimmy got injured and Jay really got to show what he was made of. And suddenly now, Jay is uh, is seen more as the the go to USO, and I think mm-hmm. that that's really the best way to highlight a tag team. I know people right. always use Michaels and Janetti as <laughs> the example, but that should feel like the exception, right? Uh, especially when you consider hindsight is twenty twenty, and hindsight makes it seem like Sean just turned on Marty Janetti. Janetti flopped. They mm-hmm. tried to push Marty Jannetty for a while. I they tried. a couple times. <laughs> didn't work. Yeah, a couple it times. didn't work. They mm-hmm. it wasn't just like a oh Sean was just better and they moved on and Jannetty mm-hmm. fell off the face of the planet. That's not how that happened. They that was different. Yeah, they yeah. tried. They even did the new rockers. Like right. they tried. Oh God! Shout yeah. out to Leaf Cassidy. I'll know. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Trinity, they announced Trinity for uh, WrestleCon. Uh, Phil Lindsay, could you get us a little hookup? Because remember last time you and her homies, she's, uh, could you get us in there? She, <laughs> she's also <laughs> announced for a Wale Mania. So. It's lit out there. Mm-hmm. We on fire. Excited for that. Uh, uh, speaking of the Usos and just how great that promo that was this week, great how, mm-hmm. just how great the storyline would be. If these guys do main event WrestleMania, they've got to bring the Haku back for their interest, bro. I feel so? like they have to. I feel like mm. they've got to come out with like the official Samoan like rain gear and everything. Mm. They they should do the haku as part of the entrance again. That was I'm so look- hard when they used to do it. Yeah, I'm looking at the guest list by the way for uh, for Wale Mania. Wale Mania is crazy. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's gonna be dope because there's a few mm-hmm. people not announced yet that uh, it should be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people will be surprised by some of the names announced. We about to be out there. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> sounds like we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
Uh, Jake Salazar says, remember when everyone thought Triple H was going to change WWE, bring all his people back, and just make WWE great again? Yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers. I he mean, did. They're he, doing he the had, most numbers they've ever done. They the are, and he's 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 done a lot. Like, I think mm-hmm. he hasn't gotten some credit. I know it's easy. Even last week, I was harping on the idea. Was that on? Yeah, I did two podcasts in one day. I don't remember what I said on each podcast. I'm like, mm-hmm. did I say that on After the Week or did I say it on Grapsity? Right. Um, I think it was on After the Week that I said that uh, I don't like seeing uh, anytime there's a bad WWE idea, people go, oh, um, yeah. oh Vince must be back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Vince is back. But Vince is back. Vince is back. He was backstage. He had a mustache. Everybody wants to know what it looks like. Um, I very much want to know what it looks like because Vince McMahon with a mustache just sounds hilarious. Everybody was making these fake pictures of Vince with the stash, and everybody thought each one was real. Kept working every time, every single time. <laughs> right, I'm about to see this picture a thousand times today, and then oh, that's actually fake. Like we don't fact check nothing ever. <laughs> then we I mean, it's Sean funny. That- it's all Sean Ross Sapp's fault. It's not his fault that you believe that this picture was Vince McMahon. <laughs> like I do think it's funny that. There's so many different filters out there to put mustaches on people that uh, because each one looks different, right? Like you're not seeing the same mustache uh, on any of these. But I think Vince with the stash is just the funniest sounding thing on earth. Yeah, because- you, you you were sounding like the Ministry of Magic last week. No, I don't know if he's back, guys. Like <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean he's no, back. I'm not, what I'm do you mean? I, no, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't saying I don't think he's back. What I'm saying is that I don't want to play this game of every single time there's a bad idea going, uh, oh, this must be Vince and the good ideas must be Hunter. I'm not playing that game. Like I the, mean, but Omos versus versus Brock screams Vince McMahon. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe it does, but also like, you know, the story going around now is that it also Brock kind of just springs yeah, I was gonna say it's Screams Brock Lesnar more than anything, I think. So, so you think you think Brock came in there was like, "Give me somebody else to wrestle." And Triple H was like, "Omas, I told you what he said." <laughs> Omas is not a Triple H. Let's let's go. Like, nah, come on, bro. I don't I see that. No, I mean, I, I think I think Brock was looking for the easiest match he could work, and, and the blackest nigga in there to be. <laughs> I told you this a few days weeks ago. Come on. I yeah. I think that he was looking for <laughs> something that that wasn't going to tax him too much, but at the same time, like you know, he could get his moment of oh my god, he just f five this really like it, did this, cool. yeah, he has this really impressive move that he hits off, and uh, that that's it. I, not, I mean, look, not gonna bump like give, crazy for him. I, I would give Triple H credit for some things. I do think that some of the people he's brought back have not hit like they should. I do think he's been playing a long game with some of them. But I'll give him for credit because this is the most I've been interested in Alaska in a long time. Mm-hmm. That's just one. I'll give him credit on not dropping the ball with the Cody stuff. Um, I like what he's doing with the Intercontinental Championship stuff. Oh, I think he's doing titles, a great I think he's job. done yeah. a great job by Yeah, you know. he's he done a great job with Gunther. I think mm-hmm. um, people that thought he was burying Theory for a while, I think that was proven wrong. I think Theory uh, is more interesting sure? than he's ever been. Nah, theory's more interesting than he's been. A, I'm saying, but speaking of Barry, John Cena really uh, took that one to the woodshed. I didn't want to get into it because I don't think he buried him. I think this was very intentional. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. But it always think, is with Cena. I think that when it comes to John Cena, it's almost a thing that I've grown to hate because I think that uh, Cena feuds are extremely predictable and yeah. that 
Cena only gets mouthy like this when he's prepared to lose. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I got to get my shit off because I'm going to get pinned. Yeah. And that's, and it's almost like you could set your watch by it because, uh, and, and look, I've been watching Cena his whole career and I could probably, I, I, I feel like if there's a one wrestling career, I know every single aspect of and don't, and probably wouldn't miss a single detail. It's John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> And with that, there's a pattern to his feuds, right? Like, uh, the first time I remember noticing it was uh, the build-up to Hell in a Cell 2009, Mm -hmm. where Cena had the WWE Championship, and he was talking some shit on Orton. And he's like, uh, and the way he's talking to Orton, and he's like, once they lock you in that cell with me, uh, it's game over for Randy Orton. Randy Orton doesn't want to be in a cell with me, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Cena don't ever talk like this. Huh. <laughs> and then she, I was like, Cena normally does the kind of Boy Scout shit. The, I don't know if I can beat him, but I'm going to give it all. Give it my all. And then he ends up winning, right? But, like, he's talking this shit on Orton. And Orton beat him clean. And that was, uh, that, was that one where Orton missed the punt by, like, five inches. But Cena sold it anyway. <laughs> and they, like, never showed the replay. Shameful. Um, but anyway, Orton beat him clean, and I remember thinking, okay, that feud definitely wrote itself like Cena was going to lose that, and he lost. And same with, like, The Rock, where everybody's like, man, Cena cooked The Rock. Rock really held back. Like, yeah, it was written like that because mm-hmm. Rock beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, it, when he gets mouthy like that, when he got mouthy with AJ Styles talking about, uh, John Cena is not Ooh, built. AJ, for... stop that boy out, boy. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like John Cena, John Cena ain't built for the Indies. Like remember mm-hmm. all of that, and then yep. AJ won. Like mm-hmm. all of that, it never fails. The Roman Reigns feud where he talked yep. all that shit on Roman. A, it's called a promo. Blah blah blah. Cena loses. And so when it comes to this stuff, I think just having gone through this for the last twenty years mm-hmm. of when John Cena like cooks like this, we know what this means. For me, I'm uh, maybe it's because it's a rarity for certain fans, like especially newer fans. Like you don't get to experience this this often, so it's like, oh yeah, Cena cooked him. But like I'm like, all right, so we know what this means. (laughs) This is where I mean, I I I wish somebody would one day point that out. Like that to me would be the ultimate comeback for somebody of like, Mm -hmm. you know, you talk a lot of shit for somebody who's never been able to back it up. For somebody Mm -hmm. who every single time you talk this kind of shit, you get beat. Theory like that that would be the kind of remark I would lay back if I were theory now that last clip that they just that's been circulating of Cena and the rock with the whatever from that aid a stuff on the roof. I'm like the rock ain't never coming back like seeing that again I'm like well y'all think this man go come back he got cooked John Cena took that boy to the woodshed I'm never coming back motherfucker. but but a year later they did the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Where like uh, I thought Rock completely cooked John Cena on the mm-hmm. microphone. Where John Cena was like, you know, I won the Royal Rumble and I'm coming back to avenge my loss. And John and Rock said, "That's the difference between me and you. You think you can beat me? Mm-hmm. I know I can beat you." Like that was one of my favorite mm-hmm. lines. And then it, then when he got in his face, it says, "WrestleMania, I'm gonna beat you for the WWE Championship again." And then backed up, and then Cena had the sad look on his face. And that's and when that happens with John Cena, you know, all right, Cena's winning because. As a matter of fact, you know who Cena got mouthy with? Now that I think about it, talked all his shit. Remember when he talked all that shit on the Undertaker going into WrestleMania 34? Uh, he lost. Where he, 
And he lost. That's quick. always how I it mean, goes. Man. I mean, the last WrestleMania match he had, his whole thing was talking shit on Bray the entire time. He mm-hmm. lost that match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the entire point of that match was to to put this mirror on Brian and say, look, you you position yourself as this great guy, but all the bludgeoning stars that you've come up against, you buried them. Yeah. And so I feel like the point to do that story pointedly at WrestleMania and then have him go up against a new blossoming guy. No, he's losing this match, bro. He's I think him, lose. him him coming out there and doing this in front of Boston of all towns to do it. Yeah, and yeah he was gonna get favorable cheers there. He mm-hmm. was gonna get the crowd on his side mm-hmm. and he was gonna get his shit off. But no, he's losing. He's losing this I, match. And I think it's a trap game for him. I think this is him underestimating theory, and theory's gonna come out there and beat him. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it is funny, though, that uh, he pointed out the piping in noise. I didn't think WWE would ever point that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person that can do that, though, is Cena. It's Cena. It's There's Cena, only yeah. one. Yep. But again, it's like, why would you address that when you're still doing it? Uh, yeah, I didn't is- get it. I'm like, y'all <laughs> about to do it in the next match, though. Why would you say that? <laughs> because, because, because it's Cena, and Cena can do all of the meta stuff. That's kind of his character now. Mm-hmm. And so... That's why I'm like, nah, all of this makes sense. Him coming out there and, and saying, first, I don't want the match because he's like, nah, I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to I don't want to help dunk on you. And then eventually taking the match because he's like, nah, I know I can beat you. But that's kind of the point. And I also think the point of this is uh, to go back to the Kevin Owens promo from five months ago where Kevin Owens was like, nah, stop taking shortcuts. Earn your moment. Yeah. And so but, I feel like that's the story of this match. Yeah. Uh, Jason PS3, which is... An interesting name to have for a, a console that came out uh, almost. <laughs> he really tw- fucks with the PS3. Let him yeah, he really fucks with the PS3. It was 17 <laughs> years ago. Um, but he says, uh, Bianca and Asuka feud is similar to Asuka and Charlotte feud at WrestleMania 34. Yeah, but I feel like the stakes were higher for that. I feel like they they had a built-in storyline with the streak versus just the title. They don't have that here. Takes this high. Mr. CJ Lilly says, Fight Forever is never coming out. It's sad to see. Um, you know what's weird about all of this? It's got to just be a wrestling fan thing. Because um, maybe it's because I'm a gamer. And I've watched games take far longer than this. Mm -hmm. But I know that wrestling fans are used to their games coming out every single year. And so when I see people say like, well, you know, 2K23, they got that done in a year. But like, I don't know. I have... I have not heard uh, a word <laughs> about, um, I don't know, new Elder Scrolls in a long time <laughs> or anything along those lines. Like, I, uh, there are games that have had to jump console generations because we saw them when they were originally previewed on the PlayStation 4 and now are being moved to the PS5. Like, I've seen games take forever. And so in this case, I'm still like, all right, it'll come out when it comes out because I know it's a game being built from the ground up. It's a new game. I recognize that's how video games go, but I, I recognize that. Look, the the jokes are are pretty good. I've seen AEW take forever. That's pretty good. Uh, and like this is a game we first heard about. When did we first see the clips from this? Was it twenty twenty one? So it's been two years. Like again, gamer here. I've seen games take a lot longer than this. Like, a guy who plays Street Fighter on the regular. And Street Fighter 2 came out originally in 1991, was it? 91? And then I didn't get a full-on sequel to that, which would have been, I guess, Street Fighter Alpha would be the first official sequel till 95. And then Street Fighter 3 came out in 97. 
Street Fighter 4 came out 2009. Uh, Street Fighter 5 was out, uh, what was that, 2015, was it? I think it was. Either way, I've waited a long time between those games. That's just how I see Mm -hmm. games like this. And so, uh, I don't know. It hasn't bothered me as much, but I get why it bothers other people. Man, we waited, what, 14 years for Kingdom Hearts 3? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, somebody found it. Ah, okay. Yep. I knew this shirt existed. I'm like, I know this uh, Fight Forever shirt exists that WWE branded, and that's from 2016, so. Yeah. Uh, Alexander says, uh, since when has GCW had an issue literally stealing IPs for self-promotion? A bunch of rappers' legal reps should be all over those guys. I have seen people saying that. I mean. Rich was getting the shit off. Uh, Points were made. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, nah, Rich is a guy, bro. Shout out to Rich. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talking about Jeff Jarrett. August 3rd says, Moxley didn't bleed Wednesday. Thoughts? <laughs> That's fine. He, he forgot to hit that A-B-A-C-A-B-B. Uh, <laughs> true, true heel turn in, in action. Is he not no, you for real. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Uh, he didn't bleed. Ain't not this time. No, nah, I, I think one of the funniest things from that night was how they stomped out Hangman. Because it almost <laughs> felt like they were hesitating for a minute. And then was when Claudio was like, nah, I'm punching them. They were like, nah, yeah. Let's, yeah it, nah, I was waiting on. for one of y'all to kick it off. <laughs> like, you was like, nah, I've been Way to stop, bro. <laughs> hey, Stu's, Stu is back this week, by the Shout way. Shout out to Stu. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, the, um, the Wednesday card's shaping up. It's going to be pretty pretty lit over there. Yep. Um, who do you think the Canadian wrestler facing Jade hmm. Cargill is? Melissa Ford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> First That's off, she great. is from Toronto. Um, uh, Canada, Canada, what do you mean? <laughs> I know, I know, but she's about we're talking Winnipeg. Um, not Ta- Taya, maybe? Yeah, I think yeah, it's it, probably Taya. I, I think it's Taya. I think it, you know, I think don't think it's a coincidence that the report came out that she's yeah. finishing up with exactly. uh, Impact. Impact. And yeah. I, yeah. I think that'd be the biggest surprise if it's Taya. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other other names I could think of, like Jody Threat, maybe. But mm. I don't think we'll have the biggest pop. The right. that, that big of a pop as Taya would. I saw Lufisto too. But, yeah, Lufisto would be pretty dope. But I think Taya is probably the best setup. Yeah, Taya makes most sense. Um, you know, there was questions over whether or not she might be going back to WWE. I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, she didn't have the nicest things to say about them. Yeah. yeah. So I don't yeah. know if that's happening. So that's who I think it is. Uh, Jake Salazar says, "Can't wait to watch Kenny put over Omos." Nasty, nasty work, bro. King of the North says, "Kenny Omega versus Mike the Miz is my Joker story." Um, you guys know we're joking, right? And I don't want Kenny Omega to go there. Uh, but if you're telling me like there are no <laughs> matches there for him to have, there are matches, of course, for them him to have there. But yeah. no, I don't no, want Kenny. It's Kenny Omega. He could legit have a great match with. Anybody line up anybody on the other side of the ring, and it's going to be great. It's Kenny Omega. Robert Aquatic says, uh, Phil wants Kenny versus Logan Paul. No, I do not. <laughs> no, I do not. Why are That's you my kind of my name? Logan Paul's going to hit him with the uh, the buckshot lariat. We're going to have a conversation about Logan Paul at some point, bro. <laughs> Dang, Reg. It looks like WWE actually gave you a good birthday present. No braid this week. In the words of Montez Ford, God is good. I have a theory on stuff that's happening with this, bri- with this Bobby feud, um, and I think it's very telling that 
out of all of this, Bray has not been on TV any of the time for this. Um, it's pretty telling. I think that is a. I feel like that is a dead giveaway that this is a company edict to do this match, and it's not a Bray pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am curious. Like Bray has had nothing to do with really anything since. Kind of no. weird. Since yeah. that promo we cut, he hasn't yeah. been on yeah. TV. Uh, let's see. Augie says Reg is the only one making sense. I know. Last year says uh, sending love and appreciation to the goat Riho. Oh man, Riho Mania season, baby. Mm-hmm. Jake Salazar says I think it's time y'all see the writing on the wall. Seth <laughs> is a good hand for WWE to put over somebody. He's basically Chad calling Gable Seth at this a point. good hand is disgusting, bro. <laughs> He's basically calling, Chad Gable call- at this point. <laughs> Calling Seth a good hand is disgusting. That is a miserable take, sir. Oh, man. Jay Ruff says, happy birthday, media man. Hope it's a dope one, bro. And Will, my mom liked your dad sweater you wore at Revolution. <laughs> dad sweater? Hey, thanks, Jay. That's amazing. Great to see you out there, man. Yeah, you were out there with the, uh, can't call it the Cosby sweater anymore. <laughs> we got to come up with a new name for that. Yeah. Uh, Caden says, did my flight checking work? Yes. Not necessarily. I just, I have, uh, I may have something in the works, but we'll see. But oh yeah, we you. haven't, we got it. That's what we got to get into next. You being, uh, the savior and everybody, they paid, they paid you money to do it. You were in on the whole <laughs> bit. Uh, we all planned this before the show happened that at one point, MJ's going to throw a drink on a kid. Then Will Washington's going to come from the first row and go buy the kids some merch and then a, I don't know why that is a thing. So explain yourself. Yeah, foam finger guy. <laughs> I, I, I talked about this on Day After Dynamite, and I don't want to really much more than that. Um, nah, I mean, it is a thing. He's a good kid. Uh, Titus is his name, as Tony Khan put out there. Um, but yeah, he's a good kid. His mom was really cool. And. Uh, He's he's a big fan. Like I don't know if people saw, but um, for people who thought he was a plant, like he was front row singing Judas. Mm-hmm. Like they have, he was one of the kids they highlighted, the or fan. one of the people, one, one of the people they highlighted singing Judas, uh, front row, and he had on all Brian gear. Like I can see how somebody might think that it was was a plant. Just thinking of the idea of front row fan who happened to be right nah, near seen, MJF or nothing They seen but a black Brian kid here. singing Judas, and they were like, nah, this can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> Plant. <laughs> Plant. Dead giveaway. <laughs> On um, second thought, now that I think about it, did I miss this meeting? He was a little Plant, wasn't he? But, but the, the uh, Brian gear was all WWE Brian gear, so like that to me was the mm-hmm. should have been the sign that it wasn't. Because why wouldn't they have just AEW shirt if they're gonna highlight him? Yeah, he had on nothing but yes material, like all of that stuff. This kid obviously really loved him some Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson. Um, but yeah, I was I watched the whole thing in this moment, and this is what you guys have to realize: in that moment, Will Washington wasn't a media person. He wasn't a dude that works for Fightful. He wasn't a dude that you guys think works for AEW. He's Will Washington, a dad that is genuinely concerned about this little kid having a moment over here. He wasn't trying to get, Oh, he did. He didn't want anybody to see it. He wasn't trying to do that to be cool. And you guys high five him. He was a genuine concerned black father. That's going to do something to help this kid. It's not about anything you guys thought it was. He wasn't trying to put himself over or nothing. He was just trying to make this little kid happy. 
that's having a moment. That shit's crazy. He, he, right. This little kid was watching a match, and then all of a sudden, the guy is in the match throws a drink on him. He's shocked. He doesn't know what the hell's going on here. He's confused. So that's all it yeah, is. It's not uh, no big um, hoopla or anything. He was just trying to help this young kid who was having a moment. I didn't I, know I, that it was even out there till I looked at Twitter, by the way. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I had told Sean uh, kind of the details of what was going down because Sean wasn't sure if it was a – um, like was that part of the the show or anything along those lines? And Sean was mm-hmm. looking for clarification, so I gave Sean um, details. I didn't tweet about it. I didn't say really a word because that wasn't what that was about. And exactly. I know even when I told the story on Day After Dynamite, I was really just telling it to get clarification out there, um, and that was really that. But I, I think that's pretty much it. Like this, yeah. I don't know. I just want to make the kid listen. happy. That's it. I, I personally hate that we even have to talk about this because it's kind of stupid. Yeah. I think it's dumb. And I think when you are when you're trying to take doing something nice for a kid and turn that into shilling, that's like the definition <laughs> of a bad faith argument. It's like terrible. like there's nothing about that is in good faith. Like but it is what it is. I know how people are and it's it's Twitter, it's 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 people being people. Uh, so. There's no skin off my back. I don't no. really care. Um but I don't know. It was ultimately a good night. I think, honestly, I have been to a lot of pay-per-views over the last few years. um, And I genuinely think that Revolution was one of the best I've attended possibly ever. Ever, And I I was feeling that, honestly, Mm -hmm. like three matches in, I was like... Mm -hmm. Damn, they they are on a roll right Have now. Have we talked and, about Mox and Hangman? Because that shit, <laughs> fire! Oh my god! People were sending Those me pictures of myself crazy. from that. People were sending me pictures of myself from that match because I was front row and I was definitely feeling horrified that whole match. <laughs> Every single time I saw just something else, I'm like, no, nah, Mox is a nasty brother. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like I- genuine emotion there for me. I'm like. <laughs> Stop! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Why are you doing? Don't do real back rakes, man. They're supposed to be fake. Why are you doing yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like when a match can do that for me, mm-hmm. like I, I was thoroughly entertained by the end of that, yeah. and uh, I think that was a nice pin in babyface Moxley officially. Like he was teetering on a heel throughout the match, but I think mm-hmm. to finally uh, walk away at that point, like. Babyface Mox taps out. It's no, over. He's it's he, we're he out. he's been we're waiting. He's, he's been, been waiting. You could tell. He, hey, he was supposed to turn heel in 2021, but then the rehab stint happened, and it was like, how can we hate this? Can't guy? boo this guy. Yeah, we can't <laughs> boo him. He, he, he's been working. He's been working heel for like his last three or four matches, though. Like, yeah. he's been mm-hmm. consistently working heel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for heel Mox. Like Me I said, too. black black he really be talking club. that shit when he's heel. He's he's ready to get his shit off yeah, so nah. bad. Heel Blackpool Combat Club is the best thing you could do right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought this match was great. How how long until we get a uh, West Side Gun uh, dropping that line of uh, stepped on the brick like Mox? It's a revolution. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. It's coming. 100%. It's on the way. As soon as Mox stepped on the brick, gun went right to the booth. <laughs> you know what's coming, bro. Um, no, I thought that. And that uh, fucking it, uh, the trios that Nick Jackson that trios match that was my me. match of the night. Oh honestly. my god! I, I genuinely the knee was crazy. 
I know a lot of people enjoyed other matches more, but that's the beauty of when you've had a good pay-per-view. You know you've had a good pay-per-view when you can mm-hmm. have a debate about what was the best match on the show. Because to me, I thought the Elite had the best match on the show. I, I, I think, think it was second for me. I, I think, you know, the, the funny thing about the Elite versus House of Black was that one of the big complaints about that feud was how little of a story build it had. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I forgot about until the match began was that the thing the elite are best at is mm-hmm. telling a story in the match itself. Yep. Yep. And and there was uh, all these stories we didn't we already knew about but we forgot like Kenny and Buddy <laughs> that's a story. Like yeah. Big Giant Brody throwing, like there's they told like five different stories within this match, I, you know? I know, like pretty much they told everything that a build up could have told with like Brody being the like what I have preferred bigger build up of course. But yeah. like Brody being kind of the unstoppable one that they weren't mm-hmm. able to kind of get their hands on. The fact that, like, um, I love the story of Kenny and uh, and Malachi almost feeling like contemporaries, where, like, mm-hmm. you had these two in the ring, and every time they were exchanging with each other, it felt like Kenny couldn't get the best of Malachi, but Malachi couldn't get the best of Kenny. And then when they had that sit down at the in the middle of the ring, dope shit. Um, That's the yeah. Kenny style. Oh my God. It's crazy. They were going nuts. Yeah. And Kenny accidentally V triggering Julia. Mm-hmm. Uh and um and then just shrugging afterward. Like, oh well. Part of the game. Uh, no, uh honestly, that was my favorite match of the night. That was what I had the most fun with. Uh I was smiling ear to ear the entire match. Mm-hmm. And almost like I I had to think about it when the pinfall hit. I'm like, why does my face hurt? And I'm like, <laughs> it's because I've just been enjoying this whole shit this whole time. Yeah, this was an excellent, excellent match uh, mm-hmm. involving guys who had all the reason in the world to show off what they felt like they were capable of doing. And now they're about to do a three-way. Ooh. And, and you know what? Uh, some props to the thinking, uh, the line of thinking here. Because one thing AEW is known for is giving hometown guys their moment. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega in a match with each other wow. at yeah one on one. I thought this mm-hmm. was the place to do the one on one Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Let's do it. It's been four years since their last match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, they have a lot of history with each other, whether it's New Japan, whether it's um, the stuff on the Jericho cruise, uh, all in. You know, Jericho attacked Kenny after the the Penta match. There's so much history with those two that I thought doing it in Winnipeg is the right place to do it. But who do you have win? I mean, they're both hometown guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I didn't even consider what if you put them both in a scenario where they both lose, mm-hmm. <laughs> where yeah. you don't have a winner, where the fans, some will be behind the elite, some are going to be behind Jericho. And House of Black beats them both. It's actually like pretty it. good heat. It is. It's gonna be hot in there. Canada's gonna go nuts. You know how crazy those crowds are. Is it sold out? How's it? How's it? No, do? I mean it's it's okay. It's mm. like the lower bowls all sold, and then upper decks they've still got some work to do. Mm. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But I think it's gonna look fairly close to I think the way a lot of the NBA arena shows have looked. This is an NHL mm-hmm. arena, okay. but um, the way that. Uh, what was it? Phoenix looked a few weeks ago. The way mm-hmm. that hell, Revolution, Revolution. Yeah, the entire lower bowl was sold out. Right. Uh, and hold on, we got to get Phil back in here. Let's swap that out. Um, 
but yeah, the entire lower bowl was sold out of Revolution, and then mm-hmm. like they had a lot of people in the upper decks, but they also had the upper decks on the camera side completely closed off. Right. So I think it'll look good on TV, and uh, that's all that I think matters. Mm-hmm. The Derek Gordon says, I still think he cooked them, and this is in reference to Cena. Everything he said was true, just like the Cole Cross stuff. It can be by design and still bury the other person. Eh. I don't think it's a burial. I don't. I when think, he that, ca- I think yeah. that this is all intentional. Yeah, when he came out and said, I'm the, what did he say? I'm the ghost of Christmas future or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you said I'm going to be you in the future. That's great for me. What do you mean? Like, I'm winning here, you know? So, yeah. Austin Theory's going to come out on top. He's fine. Yeah. Shotgun. Shot Kid 29 says, when it comes to patience, wrestling fans are complete contradictions. They want long term storytelling, but immediate resolution. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel um, like they've been doing a long term thing with Theory. And I think some people have missed it. Mm-hmm. I think the story they've been telling with Theory for the last few months has been interesting. Right. Yeah. Limitless Club says, seeing a lot of Swerve to Bullet Club talk. Thoughts? Is it because he said in his promo that he had one more bullet in the chamber? And so that was people thinking that, uh, huh. uh, people thinking he was talking about Bullet Club. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the feud with Keith is going to persist. Mm-hmm. And I think. Interesting that Swerve was alone in that promo last night, huh? Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, they're he made pretty a much point implied... saying that he made a point of French got taken out, taken out too. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I have this. Uh, I love people bringing up Melissa Ford and the Honda Accord. Mm. Uh, wouldn't get far. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that I I don't know this for sure. Uh, this isn't me reporting anything. No um, reports. I don't. I don't know, but I think because I've had people ask me about it, I think um, they might be kind of taking a step back from those two specifically as mogul affiliates. And I think that that was him. That promo last night was him talking about Keith took them out, and we're not uh, seeing them right now. But <coughs> then he talked about having another bullet in the chamber, which lead, led me to believe that. There's probably somebody else coming in that's... Big uh, Tall Dude? I would love to see it be EJ. Are you kidding me? I think, Big Tall Dude named EJ? Yeah. I would love to see it be EJ. I don't know that that's who it is, uh, but I think that's a better fit for sure. If they're going to have them doing matches, they, they sh- it should be EJ. But if they're just going to have... Because I thought that, that, that you know Trench and, and Parker were just going to be heaters, but then as soon mm-hmm. as you start having them in a match, then we're talking about different things. So Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. EJ makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mr. CJ Lilly says, Happy birthday, Reg. Just imagine the match that Bray and Omega could have with both their imaginations combined. Kenny could be Bray's equal in that stuff. Why? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and Caden says, Shout out to the homie T who I got to see today. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. Awesome. I mean, I know T is on vacation because of his, uh, because he's on his anniversary, oh, uh, or it is his anniversary, so he's out on vacation. But uh, I didn't even consider that he would have seen Caden today, but that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, have we talked about the coincidences here of it seems like uh, Don is now attempting to run the elite. He's attempting to speak for them again, and mm. he's also 
scouting Takeshita from afar. Interesting stuff there, man. It, mm-hmm. it, it almost makes me feel like uh, part of the reason the Elite lost is because Kenny is going to go off and do his own thing again. Mm. And I mean, oh. I am I, one of those guys that is not against them being a trio. As a matter of fact, I think if, if pay-per-view showed us anything, those guys wrestling trios matches is money, and they should yes. keep doing it. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of feel like this is leading to Kenny leaving and us getting to the reunion of the Bucks and Hangman. I could see that. All interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, it's all interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh what else happened this week that uh, was along interesting lines? Because WrestleMania is really shaping up. WrestleMania mm-hmm. is... It's soon. Uh, you know, the weird thing about WrestleMania right now, and I was a big proponent. People heard me say it for years of two-night WrestleMania. I think two-night WrestleMania is the right call. I think that WrestleMania 35 is still, to this day, one of my <clears throat> longest experiences of all time. And, like... As much as we celebrated the women getting the main event on that seven-hour show, uh, that crowd was was there. That shit was awful. That crowd was deceased (laughs) by the end of it. (laughs) They had nothing left to give anybody in that match. And so (laughs) I was there for the pre-show too. So like, add on that. Oh God! Like honestly, honestly, had that show ended like night one with Brian Mm -hmm. and Kofi great ending right Right. like that's a great main event and Mm -hmm. then you start night two with everything else Mm -hmm. um i think that would have been better the weird thing is now this and we heard the rumor going into wrestlemania that uh over the last few weeks it's been said that the uh that they were going to go for less matches and looking at the card now i'm looking at a card and i'm like this could be done in one night. Yeah, exactly. And I can't believe I feel this way. Right. Because before, I'm like, nah, two-night WrestleMania, this is how it should be. Nah, I don't know. When we're talking about uh, Rock and Cena earlier, it kind of made me think about something. The WrestleMania number this year will probably be bigger than that, right? They'll be able to tout this as the, the highest-grossing WrestleMania match ever, right? Um, well, it depends. Because WrestleMania, see, it's hard. Because WrestleMania 28... Mm-hmm. So we'll always have that distinction of the most bought WrestleMania of all time. It is the most ordered pay-per-view WWE had put on. And so like, Oh, that, with the Peacock streaming thing, it's going to be kind of different. Right. Yeah. Cause they'll be able to say yeah. that obviously it'll have more because yeah. Peacock has 20 million subscribers. Um, and, uh, and so I think just in general, it's going to have a larger reach. And so they'll mm-hmm. probably be able to say easily, this will be the most watched WrestleMania of all time, simply right. by having the biggest reach of WrestleMania. Um, it'll probably be the highest grossing just because gate-wise, it probably will be. They're already putting uh, up numbers, big numbers. Yeah, they're putting up big numbers. Um, but, you know, yeah. the part that like gets me as a fan is that the whole point of two-night WrestleMania to me was supposed to be that we got so much content, it needs to be split up over yes. two nights. Yes, mm-hmm. And now the it's looking like right now there's seven matches on the card. Seven? There's seven, yes. Wow. Uh, eight. Eight matches, sorry. Eight matches across two nights. And I'm sure they'll add in some more, but I don't see what else it's supposed to be. We have the... Because right now it's the six-woman tag. Theory versus Cena. Gunther versus um, probably a triple threat. Uh, they'll probably do a double mm-hmm. finish next week. Brock versus Omos. Bianca versus Asuka. Charlotte versus Rhea. 
and Cody versus Roman. And so probably we'll have one more added in the Bray and, uh, Oh yeah. Bray and they're probably gonna add the Bray match. They're gonna add Okay, so it'll probably end up being nine matches when it's all yeah, said. They're gonna yeah. add they're gonna add Edge versus Finn, probably. They're Edge probably and gonna Finn add, too. Yeah. Add, uh, so that's ten. Dominic versus uh Ray is probably gonna make the card. Yep. That's, that's eleven. Um, yeah, I think they get twelve. Um, they're gonna find a way to put Ronda on this card. I probably don't know how. Ronda's hurt. I think they, there's worry that she might not even be on the show. But they've been saying that that's not gonna stop her from wrestling at Mania. That's at least the report I saw. I was reading a report that they're gonna do women's title matches on one how? of the two or something. I guess. So yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, you're gonna have Becky and Lita do double duty, or do they lose the belts between? They lose them and then somebody. Yeah. They would have yeah, to lose them like now. It looks like they'll probably get to like six matches on each night then, maybe. Yeah, that's that's off the yeah, top of my head. That's, that's, that's not that bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. I I mean that fit that uh report that uh Triple H wants a smaller card. Um it doesn't sound like they're gonna do an Andre this year, which is kinda weird. Mm, that is weird. Uh, that's good though, honestly. The what has yeah. come out of the Andre? Nothing besides. really, yeah, nothing. Yeah, but I, I feel like if you're one of those guys that felt like it was a good way to get all these people on a card that are not on the card, yeah. Um, it does kind of leave a lot of people off. But at the same time, I see, I feel two ways about it. Because on the one end, I don't know. Wrestling's not a charity. I don't necessarily <laughs> feel like everybody needs to get on the card if they're not booked in a position to be on the card. Like, it's ultimately up to booking to put them in a role to be on the card. But I'm n- I've never been a fan of just the idea of, well, they exist, so they should be on the card. Um, and I feel like that's what the Andre has always kind of been to me is like, all right, now here's the leftovers of the roster. Well, I mean, then, then make the Andre matter then make the Andre a match for a title shot. Like do something. Cause Mm -hmm. the issue I have was that that first year I remember loving the Andre, like, oh shit, like you did something cool here. Cesaro Mm -hmm. lifting up big show, putting him over the top rope. That was an amazing moment. The second year, who was it? Uh, big show won. (coughs) the third year, Baron Corbin won. Yeah. Um, who won in cliff. what's that? I said fell off a cliff after that. <laughs> yeah, so didn't Matt Cop Moss win one year? Yeah, it I hasn't don't even been on the show for the last two years. It's been on Friday. Yeesh. It's been on SmackDown for the last two years. They'll probably do that again uh, this year, I think. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to remember all the winners. Like I actually have forgotten now. <laughs> and the um, uh the um, Hall of Fame show Mo- is really weird. Mojo too, Mother fucking Raleigh oh, won. Mojo yeah, Raleigh. the Gronk came out that year, remember? Yeah, that was the Gronk year. Uh, who did we have when Matt Hardy won? What? That's right. That was the year he was teamed with uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, Wyatt, yeah. Matt Hardy won. What? <laughs> yeah. Like I can't think of anything that's last. It meant less, of course. Yeah, I remember Braun Strowman winning. Uh, Matt Hardy won. My brain just completely. Yeah, it, it set up. It, it set up him and Bray going for the tag titles. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what were they thinking? And then they moved it to the SmackDown after that, right? Like that was then they just started yep. doing it on TV. Jay Jay won the year before last, and last year was Madcap, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, I don't know. I feel like they've got to start getting somewhere with this Dominic and Ray thing because I feel like they are slowly ladling out the developments. And I don't know how many times I can sit and watch Dominic slap this man on TV and he just sits there like, <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Like, nah, beat this dude's ass. Stop it, man. Like, knock it off, bro. At some point, knock this dude out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gaming from Canada says, Mox versus Hangman was brutal, disgusting, and violent. Loved every bit of it. 
Uh, Redmond says, are the pillars interrupting MJF next week? I think two of them are. One of them is already scheduled in a match. I don't see how you... That's what I was saying when I tweeted because everybody was like, well, Sammy's been on a roll. But I'm like, that's not what I meant because I tweeted out that I agree with Phil. I think they are doing the pillars match. Hell, you could main event double or nothing with that. I don't think they will. I think it's probably just going to be a dynamite. But Mm -hmm. I think being the four-year anniversary of AEW, it would be an interesting way to showcase how far these four have come to have the main event be uh, MJF versus Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen versus Jack Perry. Um, And that's a really cool match too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you had, you had this week on rampage, both Darby Allen and jungle boy have promos declaring that they are coming for championships. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Sammy Guevara also won a match. What I meant when I said, I don't know how you insert Sammy in here is that if those two are making declarations, Sammy's got a match this week. He's in the mm-hmm. trios match. Uh, he's actually kind of occupied right now. I don't know how you insert him into this scenario when the other two clearly have intentions. But I think the pillars match is is the right way to go. There's only one pillar mm-hmm. match that has not occurred yet. And I'm shocked that it has never occurred. Still. But because we've seen all the rest happen. We've seen MJF, he's faced Darby. MJF has faced uh, Sammy. MJF has faced Jungle Boy. Um, And Jungle Boy has faced Darby. And Sammy has faced... um, uh, Sammy has also faced Darby. But the one that has not occurred yet is Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. Never, Mm. ever seen that match. It has not happened one time. Uh, but we've seen every one of the other pillars face each other in some capacity. So that's like one in a buildup you could kind of work your way toward if you pull this off. But I think they are going to do the four-way. I think that's where things are headed. It's going to be fun. Um, Darby's points were interesting, though. The way he was talking about how he wants to, you know, kind of... It sounded like he was trying to cap things off the way his promo said, before my time in AEW is done, I have one more thing I want to do, and I thought that was an interesting way to put things. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, um, King of the North said, Omega hitting you can't escape on Brody was insane. Just a great escape. match. Mm-hmm. Um, Very man, great match. That finish, I feel like it was the best finish of the night. Um, yeah. I, the only reason I say it was the best match tonight, because come on, that Iron Man match was amazing. Iron That's Man. The only, the only reason why I can't say that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I do feel that I said this like I was the- nervous before the show. Like an hour match, regardless of anything, is hard to keep people, especially after a long show of exciting, crazy things. All these emotions we've gone through, but for them to do that in an hour, more an hour plus, and we be fully invested throughout the whole thing, and at the end, as hot as we, you know, as hot as we can be, like that match was insane. Um, I mean, bold statement here. Uh, I said this before the show. Phil gave me shit for being a prisoner of the moment, but I have watched it in full. (laughs) So, maybe. But in this case, I've seen a lot of Iron Man matches over time. I don't recall one better than that one. Mm -hmm. I don't. I I don't think think that's the craziest statement. I think a lot of people are saying that this week. 
Yeah, but like Brett and Sean is not the greatest. That Iron Man <coughs> match is not that great of a match. I don't like, actually. Most like of Brett. them even say that. Like Brett is like, I don't like the way that we laid it out. Like in his yeah, I'm I'm, I'm genuinely not a fan of mm-hmm. that Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like uh, um, Steamboat and uh, and Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Like I think but, Rock and uh, Trips is better than the. The Brett and Sean one. So Rock and Trips is interesting, right? Because I think that Sean and Brett was very like nothing happened for an hour, yeah. and then we got like five exciting minutes mm-hmm. afterwards. And I feel like they were so anti that for mm-hmm. Triple H and Rock that yeah. they're like, let's have everything, everything. happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna have twenty pinfalls by the time this match is over. You got. Uh, everything happens in this match, and on top of that, only thing that I didn't like about that match was how like screwed up the ending was. Yeah, where Undertaker comes out, and you could see the panic of like, oh shit, he's not gonna attack Hunter in time, so we gotta in just time. Like, turn the clock off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that moment was hot though. Undertaker yeah, it was. Back, so. And like Brock and Angle was good, but it's a TV mm-hmm. match, yeah. and I think that. Um, I really struggled with commercial breaks. I watched that match live. But it's a TV match. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it is. Like, it's a match where you're still watching. Like, it had commercial breaks. It's still. And it. I. The pacing's different. It's just. It was very differently paced than Mm -hmm. just a straight up go, go, go pay per view match that doesn't Mm -hmm. stop. Um, And. Even like Benoit and Triple H, which people forget they even had an Iron Man match, a 60-minute Iron Man match, but that happened. Don't uh, worry. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one that should be gone, but uh, that was for the World Heavyweight Championship, Benoit versus Triple H at mm-hmm. a 60-minute. Um, and, uh, you know, even thinking AEW lines, right? Like Kenny and Pac was very good, but also – TV match and it was only 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just Brian and MJF, I think, did something special out there. They told a really good story in there. And uh, I walked away from that feeling really good about the match. And then when I rewatched it when I got home, I definitely felt like, like, damn, that I don't recall a better Iron Man match than that. I just don't. And maybe that's a bold statement to make. Maybe I don't know if I'm going to feel that way in a year, but uh, I know as of right now, I don't feel like I've seen a better Iron Man match than that one. It's just uh, crazy that Brian know. was retired and now he's had like <laughs> three hour matches. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. this guy. I mean, I mean, of course that's your opinion. I just think that uh, I I like to let these things age first. I don't I don't want to be in the moment to go. Oh, this this is already in my top five. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really need to compare it to anything. It was just good. Like it's it's good and that's fine. Like I didn't I didn't sit think to myself. All right, well, where does this compare to Bailey versus um, Sasha at at NXT or where does this compare to Okada versus Kenny? Like those are those are great Iron Man matches as well. So I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Great uh, match. Yeah, I don't know. I just sometimes I can I because I, I always remember how I felt in a moment after a match. And so I always what I more than anything compare my feeling after a match to anything. And I'm like, did I feel this way after that? No, then this is um, to me. It's an easy comparison to make because I can always recall how I felt in a moment. Um, and 
I think that's why I'm able to make kind of declarative statements, declarative statements in the moment, at least for me, that's how I look at things. And, and most of the time I look back on those things and still feel really fondly. Um, was I mad? But yeah. I'm, I'm mad where I was mad. He's talking about the chat. Um, you don't have to get mad. Phil. I'm not mad at all. That's his opinion. Either way, <laughs> oh. either way, I think I think it's the, I think it's an all timer, and um, it's an Iron Man match. Uh, so but, either way, I saw some great wrestling this week. Like just yeah, bringing it back full circle. Uh, I think that this was just a, this is a good week. Wrestling's wrestling crazy, man. Every it day is. there's some shit. No, I I thought it was a great pay per view. I think it's definitely on the list of all time great AEW pay per views. Um, and I think uh, at this point, All Out is still number one. I don't know how anything tops All Out, but it's up there. Um, you know what's funny is All Out has the ending I've gone back and rewatched the most, but the show that has the matches I've gone back and rewatched the most is still. Revolution 2020. Mm. I still feel, and maybe it's just because of that specific Kenny and Hangman versus the Bucks match that mm. I still am like, how the hell? Like, that's still my favorite match ever. And that was a declarative statement I made at the moment. And it's still, still here. Mm. two years later, I'm like, or three years later, I'm like, nah, that's still the best match of all time. I still have yet to see a match that I've enjoyed as much as Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega versus. Kenny Omega and Hangman versus the Bucks. Uh, let's see. Shot Kid says, people can feel how they feel about Dynamite's ending. Hobbs is champ and QT cooked on social media. Harder than JJ cooked perk on the NBA MVP combo. Also delivering a long overdue receipt for those disgusting Sheeta comments from early 2021. If you know, you know. Um, now nah, that, that clip of uh, JJ... <laughs> getting on perk it's hilarious perk going into sinking mode i did not 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 it was a fact it was a fact <laughs> nah, that was hilarious and jj um, was totally right i think i think one of the things that i've grown to dislike the most about espn is they definitely do do that they definitely do mm -hmm. create narratives that then people will start running with and it's yeah. usually a narrative that nobody else is saying anywhere until they start it mm-hmm Pretty yeah. nasty. D-Lo says, uh, sup fellas, just catching up, donating to the B-Day Fund. Happy birthday, Reg. Two Thank things. You. One, man, the NBA been wild this week. And two, thoughts on the Gargano-Waller matchup. Um, so Gargano mm. and Waller. Yeah. I think that, uh, good. I like when things in professional wrestling aren't forgotten. And I think that... Uh, Gargano being taken out on his last NXT appearance by mm -hmm. Grayson Waller and then returning to Raw and never referencing that again. Mm -hmm. Like one day, I there's a piece of me that still hopes that 20 years later, Edge is like, by the way, who attacked me at No Way Out 2003? <laughs> who put me on the show? I We never figured that out. Was it Rhino? Rhino, it was Rhino, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but, but the fact that like Gargano <coughs> going into Stand and Deliver gets to play kind of the surrogate for Shawn Michaels. Like, everything makes sense now, right? Because Grayson Shawn Waller... Shawn Michaels' son, of course. Yeah, and Grayson Waller having all the, the beef with Shawn 
Um, and people kind of wondering where this is going because they're like, hey, Sean can't be stepping back in a ring. That doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. uh, especially not against Grayson Waller. Like that, mm-hmm. like we still have so many Shawn Michaels matches on the table, and that's mm-hmm. the one. No, I refuse to believe that. And no, Shawn now, Michaels is like, my son's son is over in AEW, so I'll have my other son, Johnny <laughs> Gargano, wrestle for me. So it makes a lot more sense for Johnny, and especially considering. Like I said, it's a good callback for Johnny to make his return to NXT after the way he was taken out. I think this is all a good thing. I think it's a good callback, but when are we going to tell the truth about this Johnny return? Because it ain't it ain't been hidden. It ain't been hidden, and I think that having <laughs> I said him that go like back two to, weeks in, but I'm <laughs> but still having having him come back, and then now you're you're already doing the NXT return for him. Yeesh. I, that, I, I think it, that's the hint that this is not really that ain't really working i think it's the right return for him though because i don't think it's a permanent one but i think it is at least like just then why are you doing it just tie because i think it's one just tie up that story thread i think that ultimately that thread needed to be tied up and it gives waller a big match for um uh, I, I want to say takeover, but I know they're not takeovers anymore, but for stand, stand and, and deliver. deliver. Yeah. And the thing is, it, it's clearly been a trend for um, NXT that with every pay-per-view cycle they have, or I guess premium live event cycle they have, they bring down somebody from the main roster for that cycle. And each premium live event has one. And like last time it was the New Day then then they lost. And so now they've moved back up. This time it's going to be Gargano. He'll probably go back. And then whatever the next cycle, you bring one main talent down to just kind of boost NXT up a little bit. I think it's a fine thing. I guess my point is, if this was to write him off NXT, I feel like it's fine. You don't need to go back to it. It was just a way to write him off NXT and and have him go to the main roster and do new things. If you have him come back and you're just going to do this match, and let's just say for kicks, Gargano wins that. What was the point? Mm-hmm. What was the point? They're about to be wrestling that night. Okay, so even if you don't look at it that way, if Gargano loses this match for and Waller wins, you put him over. Again, what was the point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That shit's weird. Uh, let's see. We got a few more super chats. Uh, we got. Let's see. August 3rd says, speculation. Stu returns only to betray Dark Order and join BCC for a future Blood and Guts match. It's the heartbreak you hate to see. (laughs) If anybody from the Dark Order fits the BCC, though, it is Stu Grayson. He, like, has that kind of attitude about him Mm -hmm. that I could absolutely see in Blackpool Combat Club mode. So that's not a bad idea. But at the same time, like, Uh, come on now. Him him and Uno go back so far. Long time. I don't see that happening. Super Smash Bros. I think if he comes back full time, I think we're getting the tag run that we never got. I think I think that makes more sense if Stu comes back. Um, and right now, I think Blackpool Combat Club. We're not taking on new members, bro. We just knock nah. people out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Anime Otaku 2 says, Did you see BTE? Cutler yelling, Nick, there's a grizzly bear behind you before or before the apron sleeper got me. got a good laugh from me. Um, I did watch BTE. I thought the intro was real funny about Kenny talking about how, you know, we haven't had a promo on Rampage or on Dynamite since we came back. You know, I think it's about time we hit the ring and doing the. That was hilarious. And then, and then, because a lot of people asked the question, 
what were they coming out for when they got jumped by House of mm -hmm. Black? And I love that BTE, like they love <laughs> filling those gaps in. Tied it up. Yeah, yeah, so that was uh, very funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I I still think it's funny that some people are like, no, nah, Kenny Omega is this serious wrestler. This is beneath him. Like, how long have you guys been watching Kenny Omega? Like, this right. guy has done silly things his entire career. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, even in the match where people are like, dang, Kenny's back, um, which was back on, on January 4th. Mm -hmm. uh, but the funny thing is, thinking about that... <laughs> And how, like, he literally has a here's Kenny moment right. in that match because mm -hmm. he's Kenny Omega. He's this silly. is what he does. Bro, mm -hmm. his his claim to fame, his, his hottest period of his career was him doing goofy stuff with the Bullet Club. Like, him joining mm -hmm. the Bullet Club and being a cleaner and, and coming down to the aisle, sweeping with the broom. Like, all of yeah. that is silly. All of I it is it. inherently campy, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... I think people had this idea of who they thought Kenny was because they were just seeing the clips, right? And uh, but didn't actually know. Mm -hmm. And then when they got to know him, and like, which is why I think it's still funny that people are like, uh, "Well, WWE wouldn't have had Kenny go sixty nine me done," and it's like that's Kenny humor, like mm -hmm. that stuff, Kenny. <laughs> Right. That's all stuff he wants to do. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, Kenny. Kenny is an unserious man. Like that's right. <laughs> very, very unserious. Uh Roll Martyr X says, Who are the other teams you see for the Reach for the Sky Ladder match for Supercard of Honor? Um, I definitely see the because it seems Ring of Honor is building a feud up between um the Kingdom, Kingdom. and Top Flight. Mm -hmm. I could see both of them. I thought they were just going to face each other at the pay-per-view, but it makes more sense to me to that the they could just be in the ladder match. So mm -hmm. I think those are probably two of the other teams. And mm -hmm. then Aussie Open. Yep. I think those, it'd like do a four-team match, and those are the four I'd put in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lucha maybe Bros, of course, being the other one announced. Lucha Bros. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe they're going to slide this new uh, Daniels tag team in there. They could potentially be in there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're in there. Yeah. There's options. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a good show, man. It's a, it's a good show. Like, I genuinely like... Uh, somebody on Twitter asked me about the, the show, and they were like, um, they find it hard to get into because, uh, like, just looking at the results, it just looks like matches. And I was like, look, man, like, to be honest, I know it's a comparison that people will jump on because if I make it, they'll usually say, well, it, ROH had it first, but, like, ROH didn't have the production value. It really does feel like NXT from the network. Mm -hmm. like that's just the show it feels like to me mm -hmm. it feels like pre-usa network nxt mm -hmm. the presentation it moves like the that. crowd mm -hmm. it just that's how the show feels mm -hmm. yeah um this was the first week i watched it and i could visibly see people that i know from the nxt crowd in the crowd here right <laughs> yeah i noticed a couple of them in there yeah so it's sort of it's that orlando audience and that's what you're gonna get yeah uh, Alexander says, I was at WrestleMania 35. It was the show that finally broke any lingering interest in attending another one in my lifetime. I left during the Balor match. Have I been to one since then? No. Uh, yeah, you went to 37. You saw Sasha. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sasha and Bianca. Yeah. Thank yeah. You, you, were, you, were the, uh, you were at the cookout uh, WrestleMania. Open, open with Bobby retaining and closed oh, with uh, yeah. <laughs> Sasha winning. Shout Mr. out to CJ Lilly for convincing me to go to that show. I was told him I wasn't going. So. Mr. CJ Lilly says WrestleMania 35, two nights, more Alexa hosting. Great. 
Um, I mean, but didn't Hogan also appear at that show with her? So, uh, oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Shane Monster says, Phil, thoughts on Yuta's Bulls reference promo? I no, he was getting his shit off. I liked it. Um, <laughs> listen, he'll he'll Yuta is great, man. I, I think this is uh, I think this is the best way to go. I think him. Calling out the LA Dojo guys, and I already know the spoiler of where this is leading. I wish I didn't, uh, but it actually it makes sense. I mean, if if you're looking at three guys that could be the big three out of that out of that uh, Chicago Bulls team, ain't a bad three to have in in Mox and Claudio and Brian. Mm-hmm. Vasco says, "Who you got for the next AEW Iron Man slash Iron slash Woman match?" Hmm. Who in that company would you put in there for an hour? Um, or even half an hour? Because like Kenny and Pac was the right call to do an Iron Man match, I think, mm-hmm. at that point. If they wanted to do an Iron Woman match, um, I would only take that if they reignited Serena versus Sheeta. That's the only women on that card that I want to see an Iron Woman match. Mm-hmm. Um... If they could make the feud hot enough, I think Sheeta versus Jamie was already hot enough as a singles feud or a singles match, yeah. a one-time match that I would like to see them to I mean, go I mean, in there it, for an hour. In terms of like their history with the company, Rosa and Britt does make sense as an Iron Woman match as well, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that would be nearly as good as Serena yeah, versus uh, Sheeta. Right. And then uh, as far as on the men's side, trying to think of two like – kind of top two performers who are almost contemporaries to each other. Um, and they don't even need to be in a sense because Brian and MJF weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. I need to pull up And the it can't be this. Brian. Yeah, I feel like, like Brian, <laughs> you, you Brian can, has gotten to have his fun. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Brian uh, has had his fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I have one option. Let's see if I oh, find I the right one. opponent. Uh, who is that? I, I got one off the top of my head. Uh, you could go back to uh, Big Utes versus uh, Garcia and do an Iron Man match with that. I think they actually have done an Iron Man match already on the independent circuit. Uh, I think you could probably pull one off with... <sighs> you could... If you decided at any point to revisit, because they have good matches with each other, if you decided to revisit Hangman and Cole, that would be a good one to do. Mm. But it just all depends. I don't know who it's going to be at this. Uh, Off my head, uh, Claudio and Kenny. I don't know. That'd be dope. Claudio and Kenny. God damn it! There's I still mean, so much left yeah, on the table there's for so Kenny. So many matches that could still happen with Kenny. So. So yeah, that's why that, that quote I saw where people like, oh, who is even there for Omega to wrestle anymore? Like, what are you guys talking about, man? Like, <laughs> I can name what are you talking about? Right now, that'd be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, as he... It's interesting because, like, Joe, Kenny is Arnold. entering this match with uh, <clears throat> on Wednesday with the this trios match, and the only person he hasn't faced in that entire match is Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. Like, he's literally just locked... Everybody else he's locked up with at some point, but Kenny and Garcia have never. Like I just said, Samoa Joe, I want to see Kenny and Samoa Joe wrestle. Like, there's so many matches that can still happen here. Kenny, don't leave me, girl. 
please stay with me. <laughs> please. Meet Norma says, I'm late AF. Happy birthday, Reg. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Jake Salazar says, watching Brian and Mox tap Saturday had me saying a CM Punk quote that lives rent free in my head. These people aren't number one at anything. <laughs> one of the one of the best quotes from that promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Gets me every time I hear it, man. These people aren't number one at anything. <laughs> Daryl Fenderson says, happy B-Day, Reg. Keep spitting truth and booing chumps. Thank you. I will continue. Uh, a role martyr X says, I just want to see Claudio versus Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, me too. Britain's favorite wrestler mm-hmm. <coughs> from Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sacramento, Sacramento. Yep. I was told that that's how you know somebody is mm-hmm. from Sacramento. Yep. Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that's how you said it. It's funny. When somebody says it out loud and you think I'm like, I mean, no one does say Sacramento that I know. Sacramento. Sacramento. Uh, Shot Kid says, people say or can say what they will about Tony's booking. Man recognizes talent. Man had C4, Jack Cartwheel, Starboard Charlie, Sandra yeah. Moon, Titus Alexander, and Bad mm-hmm. Dude Tito on his show this week. Uh, make them all ROH regulars ASAP. Hey, you got to give credit though to yeah, certain guys, captain. to the captain Sean Dean. <laughs> yes. Like that's that's, that's more really so where I would, you know, I I'm glad that Tony recognized Sean Dean's eyes for these things and mm-hmm. bringing him in. But Sean Dean really deserves a lot of credit Cooking. for yeah. getting yeah. guys in. When we had him on the show last year, that was a thing that we talked about about how much he's looking at the landscape of talent and he's bringing people in that he he's had an eye on that he's gotten to even lock it up with uh now, speaking so. of that this week ooh, that guy with this little tweet about oh i was supposed to be on aw dark but little advice for you guys don't do that <laughs> I, i've seen it from afar and i was just like mm, all right well yeah right like what are you sure about this bro <laughs> I don't, what does that do for anybody? Uh, Shy Towns versus Kenny versus Jeff Jarrett. We haven't seen that yet. Exactly. Stop it. Stop. 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 I mean, look, yeah, here, I'm going to be honest. Ship, that's going to bang. Jeff Jarrett shit is good. Like, yeah. I know that my hate for Jeff Jarrett is PTSD from mm-hmm. WCW and TNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, I shouldn't hate him the way I do. <laughs> But I still keep thinking about like Planet Jarrett, yeah, and all of that. No, shit. He's done a lot of wrong to make us hate him, but no, no, in this role of him just coming in, getting this shit off, hitting somebody with a guitar, it's great. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I bit for a brief second during that, that tag match. And, oh, no, uh, for real. <laughs> I was like, they're not doing this, they're not making this guy champion. Stop that it. was definitely a stand up in the arena moment to be like, yeah, I was definitely not. looking around like, they're not doing this, you cannot do this, stop. <laughs> Okay, double J. I, I feel right. like they're doing, they're doing it on purpose now. Like they're clearly yeah. getting to the these fin- false finishes with Jared every time because they're Definitely. like, <laughs> they know that a certain part of their they fan base knows his history, and I'm just like, please don't do this to us. Stop. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's in an executive role now, so exactly. like people feel like, he like could do that if he wanted to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, please don't do this to us, Brian. Man, listen. 
That promo was really great this week. Yeah. But th- stop, yeah. man. Stop doing this, this man. I don't even, <laughs> like, I don't even like you it, playing man. like that. Like, don't stop even be playing, playing like this, like bro. That. Like, we don't like that. Cut we it out, like man. It. Like, this was just too real for me, man. I, yeah. Come on, man. Stop. <laughs> they they have a way to get him back in, though, because I think the Blackpool Combat Club turning heel is the way. Like, putting him in a position where, hey, he needs to choose a side. Um, and they've been telling a great story ever since Regal left. Honestly, like they kind of stumbled into this really cool story of Brian being on the outside because, like, y'all abandoned my homie. What the fuck? What's going on here? And then well, being, I mean, like, I don't think you know, I don't think Mox, is, Mox ever got over that either. I don't think Mox ever yeah. got over Regal costing him a championship. Right, and he clearly is not cool with Brian. He's been angry so ever soon. since then. He's yeah. been bleeding every night since then. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you ain't been feeling feeling Brian for a minute. Nah, mm-hmm. I think the story's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I and I think the way he ended the promo very clearly sets him up to go back to Ring of Honor and do matches. Yeah. He, him saying yeah. I'm going home, like that makes a lot of sense. Got the chills. Uh, <laughs> Jake Salazar says just for giggles, Kenny and Swerve. Well, yeah, yeah, we need to see it at we some point. It. We're wanting it bad. Douglas Johnson says Kenny versus Kingston one on one. You know, I thought we were gonna get that when <coughs> at the after Revolution two years ago when we had the. Uh, the the crappy fireworks ending, mm. and oh yeah yeah yeah, and it felt like okay you know mm-hmm. Kingston running out to save Mox after all of that. I thought Kenny and Kingston was where that was going, and then we never got it. Didn't. Uh, man, we could have Kenny versus Keith. All great matches. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. It's like I said, it was a good week for wrestling, and I was just happy to be back home though. Um, I mean, I will say I had a when San Francisco was a great trip, mm-hmm. like easy. I think uh, it was cool just getting to. I think that was the first time that I spent the entirety of a trip to a wrestling show with uh, all of my show co-hosts. Right? Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> because I basically just hung out with. Reg, Phil, and Denise the entire time. And, like, mm-hmm. I've had trips where it's just been, like, hung out with Denise the entire time. Um, or I've had trips where I've hung out with just you two the entire time. But that was, like, mm-hmm. the first time where, oh, shit, after the week and uh, Grab City uh, have come together for one. And uh, it's just you guys the entirety of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen some of the nasty picture you guys are doing based off of that. You, what? You're disgusting Twitter. You're disgusting. Yeah, you guys don't be like fix, that. Fix, fix, Come fix on. your, fix your minds. Get it out the gutter. Get be yourself like together. That. Do yeah. I want to know? Because I, I must have been some shit I had muted. Get, get, get yourself together, Twitter. Get you yourself guys. together. Relax. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, relax. <laughs> Jesus. I have no idea what's being. You don't want to know. You don't want to. Just use your imagination. You can figure it out. I, I yeah, I, I see a lot of this stuff on the Grapsity account. And it's like, yeah, guys, stop it. This, this come on, cut it out. Okay. Uh, and Jake South starts the sixty minutes. Kenny versus okay. Satnam Singh. We the line, Jake. <laughs> we were having fun over here. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, I was just when I got home from this trip, I. Uh, ultimately, I, I felt good, and there was a lot of fans in the airport as I was leaving, so I didn't feel so crazy getting out at because um, what I had to get out at uh, my flight was at six a.m. And so, what Reg, you left our Airbnb what time? Probably like 
2 a.m. or something. <laughs> yeah, 2 a.m. I think I, I didn't even go to sleep. I was basically just up another uh, hour. And I was I stayed another hour, and then I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just make my way to the airport and get on my flight. So what was funny was I didn't realize. All right, here's the story. As I go through one of these every fucking time. So my front row seat came with this revolution <laughs> chair, right? So of course I'm carrying this shit all around the airport. I'm carrying this everywhere. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a I've taken chairs home before, and every single time it's a battle with the people at the gate um, who are going to argue me that that can't go on a plane. And I'm like, I go through this every time. Yes, it can. <laughs> and, uh, and so I get to the gate with the chair, and I, have, I, I always get priority boarding for this very reason because I want to get my shit. Th- these chairs, they fit in the overhead compartment. But you got to get it in first so you can lay it down flat and then everything else can go on top of it. And it's basically like it's not there. And so uh, I get up there and they're like, oh, that can't come on the plane. And I'm like, I literally own one, two, three, four. I, I have plenty of these chairs around here. And each one of them had to come home from an event. Yes, it can. And uh, they're like, well, you're going to have to stand aside while we board everybody, and then uh, we'll let you know if it can. And I'm like, okay, great. So there goes that priority boarding. Um, And sure enough, just as I thought, flight attendant comes out. She looks at the chair and goes, yes, of course that can go on the plane. Mm. Uh, It's fine. And then so I get on the plane. Shout out to this flight attendant. She was very kind. Uh, But I had been on zero sleep. So my plan was to get on the plane and just go straight to sleep. But she comes over and starts having a great conversation about, uh, she's like, you know, the, those, the people who work at the gate, they're all third party. They don't know what goes on actually on the planes. And uh, so they're just, you know, with an abundance of caution. I'm like, yeah, that's great. And she's like, but, uh, you know, I'm glad you got your chair on. And she's like, just keep talking. And I'm just like fading away. Cause yeah. like, I have been on no sleep. I've got nothing left in me. But thank you, and I really appreciate you. But uh, sorry, somebody in the chat said, well, going to have to have a cookout and have everybody sitting on pay-per-view chairs. That's actually the thing I do. <laughs> uh, we're having a party tonight at my house. We're having a party mm. uh, because, uh, as I said, Max uh, has a birthday that's March 15th, same day as my wife's. It's a Saturday before my wife's birthday. We're having people over tonight. And guess what people are going to have to sit on if we don't have a place for people to sit um, once the couch and stuff is all filled up. Uh, Royal Rumble 2019 chair. I'm like, yeah, do you want Royal Rumble 2017? I got (laughs) SummerSlam right over here. Uh, Yep, we got AW Revolution. You want AW Grand Slam? I got Um, one of those dumb chairs. It was Raw and SmackDown (laughs) from the Chase Center. I'm looking at it right now, and I really wish I could get rid of it. It's, it's um, all well and good to that one guy sits down with those keys sticking out of his pocket. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> They're also great chairs for standing on to reach something high. I also okay. use them for that. Purpose. So I'll start using mine as a little step stool. <laughs> yeah, they 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 work for a lot of uh, reasons. I, by the I, way, I I put what I was talking about in our group chat in case you didn't see it. Oh, don't. <sighs> Do, do I Don't even want to look at it? <laughs> I yeah. am. Uh, Hold on, let's see. 
Nasty work out there. Shocking my fucking get, phone. Get yourself get get yourself together. You know who I'm mm-hmm. talking about who did it. Get yourself together. <laughs> God Thumbs don't like down. ugly and you ain't friends with them. You gotta be nice and you gotta be uh, wholesome, okay? I don't like PG that shit podcast, at all. Motherfucker. Yeah. Inappropriate. All right. So, uh, yeah, anyway, like I said, I just, I had, uh, it was cool just talking to people in the airport after, uh, after the show. There were people at my gate who had gone and, uh, you know, it's spotting wrestling fans is usually really easy because they're yeah. in a t shirt, something along yeah. those lines. And then they, they see like me they holding the chair. Like yeah. <laughs> Somebody stopped me and was just like, Hey, I heard you in the scrum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that was cool. But the, again, I just, I love talking with wrestling fans. And so, uh, getting to talk with people outside the show. So cool. I usually don't wear wrestling t-shirts to wrestling shows. Oddly enough, remember I was in the, the dad sweater as, mm-hmm. as been said, I didn't have, I didn't wear anything to, uh, the, to it, the only thing that indicated I was a wrestling guy was, uh, I guess one, for a lot of AEW fans, this is a recognizable face. But then, two, I was Show. carrying, a, I was carrying around a uh, a chair. So there's that double shilling. Um, and words from Will says, Will shouts out to you. I heard what you did for that kid that a drink was tossed on as a black dad. My reaction would not have been as understanding, and I could only imagine how that mom felt. Big ups to you. Um, but honestly, like AEW took care of him after the fact, you know, they, they brought him backstage. They, uh, I won't say what he got from a wrestler, but there's, uh, you may notice there's a specific wrestler on TV who wears something to the ring on a regular basis who doesn't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really cool thing to give up. Um, and there's, I don't know. Uh, there was just uh, they gave him the the signed turnbuckle pad, like all of that stuff. They they did a lot for him, and I thought that was a really cool way to make up for throwing tequila on a kid. So yeah, man. Look, I, I think the way that some people overreacted to this was very gross. Um, I don't think that Max should have done that, but I do think that uh, the kid got memories out of this that he's never going to forget. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the company handled it well. Um, uh, anything other than that and anything other than the way his mother and his actual parents handle it is just none of our business mm-hmm. yeah i know I've, I've seen a lot of nasty stuff about uh in response and it's like it's one of those things that probably shouldn't have happened but ultimately look at the uh i think everybody reacted in a way to make it um worthwhile for everybody involved yeah and i i think people Oh, nothing is more disingenuous to me than people acting like he intentionally saw this black kid and was like, I'm going to embarrass this black kid. The guy has been doing stuff like this for weeks. He threw gum in, in Caden's face. Like yeah. he slapped my man Vargas's hand, uh, uh, phone out of his hand. He's been mm-hmm. doing this for weeks. Now, should he have done it to this kid? No. But that doesn't mean he intentionally looked to embarrass the first black kid he saw. Like, mm-hmm. stop it, bro. Like, stop trying to make up narratives, man. Right. So yeah, there there's that. Um, but yeah, people in the chat. Uh, I will say it was not water. Um, I was right. This there. ain't water. 
It, it, that was not. Yeah, <laughs> I was making that joke at the time. I was like, that ain't water. Ain't water. Um, no, that was tequila for sure. This ain't water. Um, you can smell it. Uh, yes, that was uh, the main thing there. But um, Max did yeah. not know that. Well, he did not know that, and I can't confirm that. Doesn't sound like Isaiah is going to be saying that uh, Max is valid at all cookouts. <laughs> uh, man, I really want Mark Quinn back. I don't know how long that's going to take, but I'm, I definitely want to see uh, Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy doing their thing again. They're too. great. They they're definitely underused in my opinion. And I love Matt Hardy. The Hardy Boys are the greatest of all time. But get them away from them, boys, please. They, I, I have liked their stuff as of late. I will say, too, I have, I have also, liked private party. I look. I still private think party's one, been sidekicks the entire time that they've been mm-hmm. in this company. And I, I'm like, yeah, I am ready for them to get a real tag run. But nothing is funnier than that clip of um, Matt coming out <laughs> teasing that, that Jeff was going to come out, and Mark comes out instead. He starts dancing hard. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. That was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Those damn Hardy boys. Yeah. Anyway, folks, that's it for this edition. Of, Thank uh, God. I've been hung over this whole time. I'm like, how am I going to get through this podcast? It's going to take forever. Yeah, Jesus. everybody continue to give Righteous Reg your birthday wishes because it's this man's birthday. Sorry he had to do a podcast on it. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's the only way I want to celebrate my birthday is with my guys. What day is Grab your birthday me. on this year, Phil? Do you know? I have, I have no idea. Grapsity boy. When is your birthday? When are y'all birthdays? Uh, my birthday is the same day as uh, the American Nightmare. Cody mm. Rhodes. So wait, so I share one with CM Punk. You got American Nightmare. Wow. Look at y'all. It's on, <laughs> it's on a Friday. It's mm. on a Friday. Okay, so you you are out of... You don't have to podcast that day. Look at mm-hmm. you. Good Mine's you. on a thursday this year so i've got day after yeah, dynamite i might have asked grab cd that yeah. day too i haven't checked the weeks couple pods yeah so either way everybody thank you for being a part of <coughs> grab city for another week love everybody that's it for this edition we'll see you next time for philip Lindsay, righteous reg i'm will washington peace peace Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.